This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks. Storyblocks makes it possible for content creators like you to bring your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Head to storyblocks.com slash laser time and let them help you tell your story. Everybody and welcome to episode 455 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rapars, coming to you from the Christopher Ottman Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who else is joining me now? I can't believe I got excited that it was me uh, who got the, <laughs> the name of the studio. Uh, I, I could probably do that. I could probably swing that. Oh, sorry. Uh, never been so excited to talk about the goddamn news, Christopher Antista. And, and you guys. Oh. He's got a great ass, great Matthew ass. Allen. <laughs> and it's yeah, just the. It's just the three of us because we're doing a three-themed episode. Because uh, Rainbow Six Extraction is, uh, is this week's big release, or one of them, oh, depending on I how thought- big of a Windjammers fan you are. Um, <laughs> I thought it was because Matt had his first threesome this week. That's, I did? I shouldn't start that rumor. <laughs> I must have slept through well, it. If you're going to start it, at least start it here, I guess. Um, was it at my doctor's appointment? When did this happen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's co-op PvE, but it's three-player squads, which is a bit unusual. Like, usually you get, like, four-player squads, but they went with three players, so we're like... Why not talk about other games with, like, squads of three or iconic trios? So we just, you know, picked out five of our favorites. Like, good good balance of iconic and nobody cares about this but us, but it's going to be fun to talk about. Equals definitive argue amongst yourself in the comments. Yeah. Um. Right. <laughs> Let's see, you know, you, everyone remembers that Matrix game that had Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity, True. right? Like, that True. that happened. Oh, no, we didn't get one of those. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, no. Interesting. You really just need Trinity for that. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, her by herself. Yeah. She's the Holy Trinity. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Uh, or what, yeah. Was her, what was her name in the new movie? Like, Trish? Was it? I don't remember. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I made a, uh, on a recent podcast, A Laser Time, no less, I made a Matrix 4 reference, and it was the longest silence I've ever heard. I'm like, you guys can just say you didn't see Matrix 4 and let, letting me pretend I made the biggest bomb in the world. <laughs> like, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, you know, I also wouldn't blame them if they just didn't remember any of the Matrix 4. It's one of those movies I feel There's like a, you got to see it two or three yeah, times. I feel like I've already digest. forgotten most of it. Yeah. You can listen to the bonus show on Patreon.com slash later time where we talk all about it. I watched it twice to do that show because I was pretty baffled and then watched it again like, no, I saw what I saw. I yeah. Just... <laughs> yes. I, I think, saw what I, I saw. I think some of that phenomenon honestly might be like these super long sequel, not long in like, but like long time between sequels. We have all this headcanon of like, oh, if they do a sequel, here's what it'll have. And then when right. you see the real thing on a screen, you go, huh, that's what they went with, huh? That's what they chose. And, and, and you kind of, after you see the movie, you're like, now what, what actually happened versus what I, over all these years, I'd just been thinking they would do in a sequel. Like, anyway, yeah, maybe that's and, just me. And like there, there used to be a, a pretty rigid adherence to the 90 minute to two hour movie. But since every movie is kind of a sequel or based on an existing IP, it becomes an event and has to be over two and a half hours that I think 
sometimes uh, the way we viewed movies has changed, I think, over the last 10 years because we are used to a three-hour theater experience where that's kind of not normal. It mm-hmm. wasn't normal when we were kids. No, absolutely That would be not. like... Yeah, that, it, that started what? with fucking Lord of the Rings, and uh, yeah, yeah, Peter Jackson only got more self-indulgent from there. And I think the new default is two and a half hours for a movie, but mixed in with the trailers, the fucking trailer sting and whatever the fuck Marina Menounos is doing, like you, you end up. I in hate the it. I hate it. as a man hours. with a with a small bladder. I hate it. Like ninety-minute movies, perfect. I can make perfect. a ninety-minute movie, but two and a half hours. I need to find a bathroom break. I'm sorry, and it sucks. Do you guys remember the longest movie I remember as a kid had an intermission out of Africa, was in theaters, and it was a movie with an you intermission. I'd never that seen that theaters? before. No, I didn't see that in theaters. Little My man. mom saw that in theaters. I mean, there were um, lots of movies with intermissions, like, back in the day. Oh, like yeah. Gone with the Wind. I think Lawrence yeah. of Arabia had one. But even Titanic didn't have one. Oh. And, no. And none of the Lord of the Rings movies that had them. Uh, but yeah, it used to be pretty standard. I I, I sort of miss it actually because like, I think I was never watching more theater than when I was a smoker. It's like, oh sweet, they're gonna stop everything so I can go outside and nice. smoke drink and break. smoke. Yeah, sure. Why don't sure. movies do this? Yeah, I think actually, the last one I saw in a theater that had an intermission was Hateful Eight, like the thirty-five millimeter cut. There was an intermission. I was say, and, I didn't, and everybody's oh. just like, well, I guess we get up, go to the bathroom, uh, look at my phone for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> You know, when you when you talk about smoking, I bet that's why they used to have to do them, is the projectionist would need a smoke break back in the yeah, day, you know? Yeah. Oh, video games. People need to get <laughs> sure. up and buy more snacks. Why are we stalling? I want to talk about the news so bad. I don't know. Uh, you know, waiting I, makes I'm, it I'm better. We're, we're like planning like a good Rainbow Six mission, you know? Yeah. You got to hey. know what you're going to do. Plan everything our, out in advance. Our yeah. hashtag squad goals. Is that something we're, we're still saying? Or to, does that not appear on Twitter after it appears on a fucking Peanuts t-shirt? <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of the rule. <laughs> once, it's, yeah. once it's been co-opted by the mainstream, it's no longer cool. If, if you know anybody responsible for licensing Charles Schultz's previous material who's not his wife, um, feel free to have them murdered. Because they ruin a lot of great t-shirts. It's, it's so awful. It's... <laughs> So awful. Wow, all right. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. It's just a picture of a uh, peppermint patty. And it's like, it me. Like, stop it! Just put a picture of peppermint <laughs> oh, patty no, on a shirt and I'll that. buy it. No. <laughs> Although we, we, had, we had a nice off-mic chat where I called peppermint patty a pimp because she already has the name and she's clearly Chuck's <laughs> pimp. But then Joe Cool is like a competitive pimp, and he's like shopping for new talent. You know, even though he has his bottom bird of Woodstock, like this I is did my like Woodstock game. being the bottom bird. <laughs> oh, that was a nice chat. I assumed we were arguing. Man, you really can't judge. <laughs> we were arguing, <laughs> right? We were. We were over so which peanuts the character is most likely to strip. Um, <laughs> I wish I was joking. That was the thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't an argument. <laughs> because somebody did a graffiti of Charlie Brown as a stripper. This is going on. I, mean, I mean, the easy answer is Linus. The dude walks around with a blanket. He clearly has attachment issues. He's yeah, going to be screwed up when he's in a going to have Come a couple on. security banksies somewhere. All right. <laughs> One other thing before we move on, we are having our first contest in years. And if you are a fan of Brawlhalla, the free-to-play platform fighting game, stay tuned to the end of the show to find out how you can win a skin sent to us by a listener. All right, let's just fucking jump into our top five right after this. 
If you're a content creator like the good folks here at Laser Time, you know how inefficient and demanding the creative process can be. Sometimes you just want a huge library of content to pull from, and you need that perfect clip, image, sound, or piece of music. Well, good news. Storyblocks is here to help creators like you bring all your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Storyblocks gives you access to a huge demand-driven library of 4K or HD footage, After Effects and Premiere Pro templates, music, images, sound effects, and more to give you everything you need to bring your stories to life. Assets are royalty-free, so you can use your downloaded content anywhere for commercial and personal use. Their unlimited all-access plan gives you unlimited downloads from over 1 million assets in their library, including things like the background music you're hearing in this very ad right now. So whether you're a seasoned content creator or someone just dabbling with your first YouTube or Twitch channel, Storyblocks offers a selection of flexible subscriptions that fit every budget and scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on what's important to you, creating. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at storyblocks.com slash laser time. Once again, that's storyblocks.com slash laser time. It's the new year, but we're still talking about balls. And if you want your balls to shine like the one in Times Square, our sponsors at Manscaped have dropped in to help you resolve to be the sexiest, most confident version of yourself you can be. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code LASERTIME for 20% off plus free shipping. Since it's the new year, why not go nuts (laughs) with a new grooming routine with the leaders in Below the Waist Grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and brand new Ultra Premium Body Wash. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin, while the advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight to ensure 2022 is looking bright. Of course, any new grooming routine isn't complete without applying Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Refreshing Spritz. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body to provide a big boost to your confidence in the new year. And while gift-giving season may be over, Manscaped isn't done! They've included two free gifts in the Performance Package 4.0 to complete the set, the Manscaped Shed Travel Bag and Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. Manscaped also has an all-new product to help wash away the stink of 2021. Their ultra-premium body wash is infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, fresh, and moisturized. Using a vegan dye-free formula scented with the signature Manscaped Refined Cologne Scent. It's time to kick 2021 and poor hygiene to the curb and resolve to look, feel, and smell better. Go to manscaped.com and use the code LASERTIME to get 20% off plus free shipping. That's 20% off plus free shipping by using the code LASERTIME, one word, at manscaped.com. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. Folks, it's the new year, which means New Year's resolutions. Some of you probably even resolved to finally watch that hard-to-find movie or TV show and then discover to your dismay that it isn't available in your region. That's why NordVPN is here to help with an easy-to-use workaround. With just one click, you can access content from 59 different countries safely and securely so you can get the games, TV shows, and movies you're looking for. And if you manage to score a new game system or have some holiday gift cards burning a hole in your pocket, you can find discounts on games, movies, TV shows, and streaming subscriptions by taking advantage of international sales and pricing. 
Speaking of sales, right now, NordVPN is offering a special deal for LaserTime listeners. Go to nordvpn.com slash lasertime and use the code lasertime to get up to 73% off your NordVPN plan plus a bonus gift. This offer won't last long, so go to nordvpn.com slash lasertime and use the code lasertime, one word, to get your bonus gift and up to 73% off. Get those New Year's resolutions going. Get NordVPN today. And we're back to talk about what? Do you even remember? (laughs) Threesomes. Yeah. Threesomes, trios. Threesomes, trios, whatever you want to call them. Beginning with. The Three Amigos. Number five. game had some great screams. I, I would recognize the sound of the butt of an axe, but sounding yeah. somehow like a phaser anywhere. That is mm-hmm. from Golden Axe. Yeah, yeah. When you get enemies down and then you just like sort of bop them on the head a few times with the palm yeah. of your sword I, or I, axe I or whatever. more about Golden Axe this week than any time in human history. I'm did, always did available did one to one talk too? about Golden Axe. No, but uh, I think, are they doing beat-em-ups? I know they just did X-Men. Uh... Padukin, you can listen to that anywhere you mm. listen to podcasts. Great arcade podcast. Uh, no, but we, it, it's Golden Axe 2's 30th anniversary. Oh, we wow. Oh, Lord. Um, and <laughs> I shared a Simpsons meme with someone when, like, Homer dressed up as Krusty beats up the Hamburglar, but they photoshopped the elf that steals shit with a bag over it. <laughs> like, yeah, He's right. stealing the jewels! <laughs> and you beat him to death. <laughs> but by the way, you assume he steals stuff because they never actually show him stealing. He just runs around with a bag and you beat the shit out of him so he drops oh, yeah. his goods. Mm-hmm. He could have bought all those goods legally and you're just True. the bully at that point. Well, yeah, you just, you're just you ahead of the elf and the, the cast system. It's my, it's my job to beat this guy up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Michael, who's the threesome in Golden Axe? Because I love the name so much. I, I was going to let one of you answer because of course i already know i i researched oh, no. this no i uh, do, i don't i couldn't tell you all right uh, hey. axe battler yes uh tyrus flair mm-hmm. and my favorite gilius thunderhead yeah gilius I, thunderhead I, I used to fight my sister over which of us got to play as as gilius thunderhead i love gilius. Like we both loved I'm... the fucking dwarf your sister's so cool she <laughs> is even she even though he had, I think, the worst magic, like or, or like the least powerful magic. It was still really cool. He like called down all this thunder, but was it as cool as like a giant fucking fire breathing dragon head that comes down and sweeps the stage? I don't think so. But but also he had the best headbutt. His headbutt, his rush attack was why you had Gilius because yes. he had the horn helmet on, and you're gonna double tap in that direction and just whack the enemies. And that, especially in that game where there's a lot of like cliffs where you can knock enemies off into the environment like oh gilius was the man they had this game at a pizza hut and a 7-eleven when i was a kid and you could not pull me off it one of my proudest achievements at the time was going in with five dollars and quarters and managing to finish it there in the arcade oh, yeah hell yeah this is not it was, an easy game finishable in mm-hmm. arcades yeah actually the, the, yeah the, the ports are you know they're actually pretty accessible it's a, it's a good beat em up. It's one I I didn't really get into until they hit home versions. Oh, when especially as someone like that was in early with the Genesis, like this was one of yeah. the first ports. You're like, man, I am playing arcade quality game. Like it it, yeah. you know, it's not exactly like the arcade, but it looked good enough for for back then. And yeah, yeah. it was 
still the same game and still felt just as awesome to play that at home. You know? And it was basically just like Boris Vallejo painting the game. Like you, you had Axe Battler who was just like mostly naked except for his little blue speedo. You had Tyrus Flare in the tiniest of red and white bikinis, and then you had Gilius Thunderhead being a dwarf. Yeah, um, just yeah, that was that was always pretty baffling to me. But then I've recently learned a bit about the the Conan phenomenon, including the '82 Arnold Milius movie, mm-hmm. and how how much that resonated with pop culture in terms of a genre film that wasn't a Star Wars ripoff at all, but was part of this, like, golden age of, like, holy shit, Blade Runner, holy shit, Star Wars, holy shit, Indiana Jones, and, like, He-Man is a, a spinoff of the, the popularity of the barbarian Conan craze, and oh, so yeah. is Golden Axe. I'm, and, I never, I didn't grow up watching a lot of, like, horror movies, and my parents were pretty strict about stuff like that, but for some reason, I was always able to watch both Conan movies, both it, that's which sort of classify as up. weird horror movies. Like one Gold? guy turns into a James Earl Jones turns into a snake in the first the, movie. It's the, the, I was just thinking about that same sequence because like you watch it and it's just like he sits there and like just starts jutting his chin forward and then cuts away and then it cuts back and he's a snake. So it's just like, no, you just jutted your chin forward. That wasn't a special effect. Come on. It, I, I watched it recently, and I was just pretty shocked. Like, wow, Arnold's offered a gift of a woman, and, and accepts her and takes her, and we're supposed to think of him as the hero of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's um, at the beginning of the movie. Holy shit, there's so many things in this movie that, like, this was way worse for you to watch than a horror movie, because it is, like, a very hard R. Oh, yeah. But it captivated... I, did, I didn't see the movie. I was too young to ever see that movie, but what I saw were the Saturday morning cartoons, He-Man... In the Golden Axe read of it all, that like really followed the Conan thing. Yeah, even Dungeons and Dragons, I think, wrote a little bit of. Well, because I think the Conan. Conan comic was earlier, wasn't it? And really, yeah, the D and D art was kind of copying the Conan comic, something like that. Because the Conan shit doesn't that go back to the sixties, seventies? Yeah, no, but there, there the was 30s. I think in the seventies is when it started to have like the really the sexy well, Conan comic stuff. It's like, know? but it's when it's when people like us grew up to like make a. Th- we finally have power in the industry and can make a thing out of the thing we like. And all of a sudden we get a bunch of barbarian shit. If you have never watched mystery science theater, 20% of the movies they watch are Conan, the barbarian ripoffs and terrible. Cause they think the only thing you oh, need yeah. is the woods and one muscular man. Yeah. Yeah. Ator, yeah. the flying Eagle with miles <laughs> O'Keefe. And <laughs> how much Keefe? Miles. O'Keefe. Miles Thank you. O'Keefe. Um, I I do I feel like we've had this discussion on the show before, but I I love Chris that you pronounce it like the talk show host, and I pronounce it Conan, which is in the movie how they said it. But then I think Michael, you might have corrected us like it's actually Conan, but always Conan. I I don't actually know. <laughs> oh okay, well never stopped you from correcting us in the movie. No, in the movie, I always said Conan, and then Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. was different. It looked, yeah, please, well, I, I think that the Irish name is Conan, and. I, I, I've heard some people say that, like, Conan was supposed to be Irish, basically. Like, he's he's black Irish. He's got, like, the long black hair. Samaria is supposed bastard. to be more or less where Ireland is. Um, is it? Yes, I am from the O'Shaughnessy family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, somebody said that to me. I have never read the Conan books, so. But uh, Golden Axe, to me, is one of the more fascinating franchises because it burned real hot real fast mm. and then burnt out oh yeah and well like there, there have been a ton of games in the the series that yeah i've never played and i'm only yeah. dimly aware of but There's i just a fucking I, fighting game for golden yeah, axe i just want to take a moment to appreciate again 
Like, so I played this a lot as a kid. And, like, looking back on it now, it's like, this has some of the most horrifying screams to ever come out of a machine at a family establishment. Ah! 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 And, like, remember... Screams as they are writhing. Yeah, well, and, and yeah, remember, like, the, the throng of villagers running from the, the barbarians, whatever? That's, that's full Hanna-Barbera. Every level <laughs> opens with villagers running at you, and then, like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. just these, like, dudes rolling, like, kind of walking up behind them, like, oh, we're going to fight now. Yeah. Great. No, cool. we're going to fuck you up. We're going to steal your chicken stingers and your, uh, <laughs> that's what they're called, yep. uh, and, and your your dragons that we can ride around on. Yeah, the, the those things with, like, the beaks and the whips that are also, like, the whip tails that are also in Altered Beast, yeah. for whatever reason, they're called chicken stingers. And that, are, are that the, was another- for the last Golden Axe game that's ever ever existed. I mean, and, I mean, the writables were another big innovation yeah. for beat 'em ups at the time. Like that's part of what made this game fun. Like I think the dragons breathe yes. fire as well. Like yes, yeah. and of course, yeah. As I think Chris was saying, the writables were the focus of the last Golden Axe game. 06 is Beast Rider. Yes, Beast Rider, and uh, oh. starred. On, you only played as Tyrus Flare, and it seemed to be. A prequel of sorts because you're you're meeting some of these characters for the first time. I am Tarek, Axe Battler, Lord of the Frozen North. I am no servant of the Death Adder. Consider that if you intend to use that sword of yours. The powers that lie at rest in this place are ancient and cruel. In my homeland, other terrors lay frozen deep within the earth. The death adder ascended. The mountains began to wane. The earth itself shuddered. And five thousand years ago, that's, I, yeah, this is seriously like a lot of long dialogue. Um, yeah. it, but it, it also tries to be very gritty and edgy, which was the style at the time. By my balls, girl! I thought you were dead. Lord Gilius, the great dragon is captured. We must save him. And we shall. You are the last of the Axirian Sisterhood, and there is blood to be repaid. God, who cares? With this. The Golden Axe. But the axe was broken centuries ago. How did you... Now is not the time for history lessons. Rebuild the axe, and you may yet have vengeance for your sisters and your god. Check your instruction manual. But quick, real quick, in order to wield it, you need to change into your red bikini first. No, (laughs) no, the uh, the other one. Yeah, that that's the one we need to see. Target the other enemy by flicking the right stick. (laughs) I stop listening. Can I do a reference? No one's gonna love. It's just Jay Sherman is the critic. By my balls. (laughs) By my balls. (laughs) By my balls. By my balls. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I. I couldn't take the first guy seriously when he gave himself a name, Tyrick, and I'm like, no, no, your name is Axe Battler, dude. Yeah. Like, that's the name. Your first not... name, Axe, last but, name, and, Battler. And, and I'm wondering, like, is wait, is it Tarek and Axe Battler, or is it, like, his title, Tarek, comma, Axe Battler? That can, no, that man's an imposter. He never imposter. uses it's, an axe, also. That man's an imposter. It's Axe Battler. He doesn't use an axe because he battles those who use an axe because Death Adder uses an axe, Michael. Hello. So is, is it first name Axe, last name Battler? Yes, of course. Uh, Please, Ex- my father was ba- Mr. Battler. Except in <laughs> Japan, in Japan, he's Battler Axe, Michael. Come on, get it uh, straight. Makes sense, makes sense, yes. Family name first. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it is. It was developed in Japan, right? So yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. We owe but, our audience but, money for talking this long about Golden Axe. Yeah, but I love but it. Some, somehow that that trio of barbarian, hot barbarian lady and dwarf, it just became an indelible part of video gaming and the landscape to the point where when they brought it back they're not like oh this is going to be about new characters like the last couple golden axe games no they knew who people wanted to see that's they, knew, they knew what people were going to come back to a golden axe game for and they fucked yeah. it up anyway well what's what's it's, unique it, about them normally like the trope would be one of them would have been the strength character probably axe battler one mm-hmm. of them would have been the magic user uh, and one of them would have been the speed like quick character they didn't do that. They're all just melee fighters with with access to magic. It's a strange, it's it's yeah, not but, a typical but, thing. You'd but see they have fantasy. different different power levels on their spells. Like I think with Gilius, you will you need to collect fewer potions to make his spell work. Mm-hmm. And then Tyrus, uh, you need to collect a lot of potions to make her spell work. But it's much more powerful. And then Axe Battler is somewhere in between. And I think it's something like mushroom clouds show up on screen. I'm a mushroom cloud driving motherfucker, motherfucker. He is. He yeah. is. Anyway, Golden Axe. Love it. But let's move on. Number four. Okay, why not? I'll go with you guys. Name's Goofy. Yours. I'm Sora. All for one, one for all. Can you believe there was a time when they first met? Roughly 20 <laughs> years ago? Yeah. yeah I played <laughs> through it years last ago year. In- in between three games and 1,000 cell phone games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A lot of spin-offs. Kingdom Hearts. It, yeah. It's, it's, I, I really even, I didn't, oh, I, I wanted these guys in the list, but I'm like, surely Square has a more popular trio of RPG game characters, but I mean, not really. I mean, what, the, the, the girls from Final Fantasy X-2, maybe? I mean, maybe, but like. That's one game. Everything else is like pretty customizable. So there's not guaranteed to be three people, mm-hmm. these three people in your party. Yeah, like um, it's, it's it, easy to think of it as like, well, Tifa Barrett Cloud, but what about Cloud Barrett Aerith? What about right. Cloud Aerith Tifa? That's not really a trio anymore. Right. It's yeah. not a trio because I was trying to squeeze in Super Mario RPG in here. It just wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then even then. Let's set that aside. Two of them are Donald and Goofy, characters from the 1930s <laughs> right. uh, who, who your fucking great-grandparents recognize. How, who is more iconic than two, two-thirds of this trio? And even, even Sora, if you play games oh, yeah. uh, and are disappointed by Smash DLC, you know who this is. Mm-hmm. If you're <laughs> under 30, you're probably a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Kingdom Hearts. I would never say I'm a fan of Sora. <laughs> um, uh, but... but yeah, it's it's one of the few games where like I don't like I know which versions I like by the ones that include me playing as these three characters. And the ones that don't have me playing with these three characters, mm-hmm. I don't like. Yeah. Or are non totally non-essential. Like it takes a while to get to that point in 2 if I remember my MC Chris rants right. True. Yeah. Rocks it. Oh, that's right. He's <laughs> playing, playing his Roxas, yes. <laughs> Who's this biznatch Roxas? Yeah, combining his MCP pants. Do deliveries to get to the fun fucking part of the fucking game. What the fuck is Travers Town? (laughs) I feel like I'm doing Chris Rock on helium. (laughs) I hate, I hate to say it, but this is like the only series where I have to psych myself up to play a game. Like last year, I went through the first one, start to finish, and then I'm like, okay, I gotta dive back in, and I'm like. Maybe I should take a break and play some other games in between before I go for the next one. Like it's 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 maddening at times, but like 
Donald and Goofy, Boom, charming man. as hell, great, great party characters. I love the fact that in this series, you sometimes have a fourth, like you, you might be joined by the character from the home world mm-hmm. that you're visiting at the time, you know, but... Uh, Aron. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's a weird thing, like uh, going back and rewatching cutscenes from the first game, like I'd forgotten how focused on like how how much more of a Final Fantasy spinoff that first game was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like pe- I remember people praising the voice acting a lot at the time, and now you listen to it and it's like, well, it's really uneven. And I think you all can hear who the weak link is in this clip. So you were looking for me? <laughs> they too have been seeking the wielder of the Keyblade. Hey, why don't you come with us? We can go to other worlds on our vessel. I wonder if I could find Riku and Kairi. Are you sure? Who knows? But we need them to come with us to help us find the king. I just like listening to Donald Duck try to deliver serious dialogue, but that's so <laughs> it's ridiculous. fun. And I, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, every production has a fight as to whether to cast, I believe, Tony and Selmo as Donald, because mm-hmm. Disney typically keeps their voice actors. Like if you have one of the like when I did the DuckTales game man we had to like find all these DuckTales voice actors and pay them again for the first time in 30 years to, like because there's not other DuckTales there weren't other DuckTales actors yet Antonio Anselm was the second Donald voice in history and there's one Disney production that didn't use him and M- meanwhile most they're looking for the one who wields the Keyblade well, fuck you Squall or Leon yeah. or whatever yeah. the hell you're calling this <laughs> I I, yeah. I I tend to like Mickey or, or Donald and Goofy in this like, Go over there. <laughs> Don't do a good Donald, even though he's my favorite character in pop culture history. <laughs> That's all. I, I never can do. could learn how to talk while do- I, I can do the my, but I can't. My talk mom can do it so well, and she does the worst impressions of air. Here's my John Revolta. Mom, leave, <laughs> leave. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Just a, you think it's a funny name. You don't do a good impression of John Travolta, uh, but she does a great Donald. But I, lo- I, the third game, man, the voice acting and their camaraderie, I thought got built to the next fucking level. Like it, it the voice acting finally became modern. By third game, you mean three, three, not like Dream Drop Distance. Fuck no, like every other game is goddamn abysmal. <laughs> well, I, I, I actually have a clip complete with no. Japanese pauses. Oh, what? What? Donald, Goofy, why do you guys look like monsters? Well, you both scared me. Whoa! Let's hope the audience gets it so we can skip this. Is this how we blend in here? Warned you, Japanese pauses, they take forever. Dude, we we write sketches at least once a year for our stupid mm-hmm. little network. And you cut stuff out when you're like, everyone knows what's happening right now. <laughs> They've been transformed. Where are they? Nightmare Before Christmas level? Monsters that's where Inc. they are, right? Monsters that's Monsters Inc. Inc. And that's what's so funny <laughs> is, is in the joke there, great. Donald actually tells a joke. He's like, yeah, we transform for every world we visit. You think you would have known this by now? Mm-hmm. Jesus, Sora, yes. get your shit together. Yeah, is this the first time you noticed we were just toys? <laughs> and I cannot, I cannot tell you how much I love Haley Joel Osment. Oh yeah, he I love the fact that they keep using him. Was a great child actor. He's a great Sora. 
he still is a great Sora, and he's one. Of, every time he's in something, I look forward to it. He he makes good choices, and he's always a really fun addition to like everything he's in. Well, he kind of froze his voice, like the, you know, first game Sora's young kid, and then like yeah. he's kind of just adolescent Sora, and he can still do the adolescent Sora voice, mm. you know. But he he couldn't go back and do kid Sora, but. Uh... Right. Yeah, it is. It is great that they've got over twenty years of same voice actor. Yes. <laughs> of being of being Sora. Uh, so we should make a documentary about him. Call it that. Here's here's some more of that great Donald Duck acting. When you can't come along looking like that, understand? Ooh. No problem. No sacrifice. Okay. Yeah, you gotta look funny like us. <laughs> yep. Whoa. Yes, boat runs on happy faces. Happy? Boat runs on hard to hear. happy faces. And this is it why is I turn on subtitles for every game I play. <laughs> I mean, Square turns them on anyway because there's a lot of proper nouns to learn mm-hmm. in the first 85 hours of the tutorial. That's true. But it, it, it's, it, I, I can't get it. I, it's that one little bit of tradition I can't shake with Disney that... um. Only, I think, third... If you haven't... Matt, maybe you've seen... Because you have kids. You've seen that Mickey racing cartoon. Oh, yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. That They give Donald, like, a normal voice actor, which kind of, like, fucks up his character. Yeah. It makes him just a normal, modern character. But, like, this one thing, the fact that... Tony Anselmo is the second guy to do it, and he was trained by Clarence Ducky Nash, the original voice actor from 1939, to do the voice. And if you've never been to, like, the Disney Museum, you see, like, oh... There's some Pinocchio cells on the wall, and it's like, courtesy of Tony and Selma's collection. This dude is a ardent, classic Disney nerd, and is still involved as the voice of Donald Duck, and I love that it's in those Disney Channel shorts, it's uh, in modern Donald, it's it's crystallized in these Kingdom Hearts games, which I think will be enjoyed longer than things like DuckTale, just because they'll be more accessible uh, to in whatever genre they're representing. Kingdom Hearts will be at the top of the game deals list long when we've forgotten 2017's DuckTale. Mm. Um, was it 2017? Jesus. We've crazy. already forgotten it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I know. I never even saw the end of it, and uh, but I love it. Kingdom Hearts still uh, coming to Switch, I think, in February. They got the streaming versions, oh remember? Man, that is one delayed promotion, Smash. Wow. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Why don't you... But yeah, so why don't you go? Why don't you put something from Prime Four in there and the smash? Just They are a long, enduring trio. They're they're always on screen together, except for like what the first twenty hours of Kingdom Hearts One. And yeah, you think you're just playing solo no. Sora? <laughs> it's oh two to four. Yeah, I it's think. like three hours. It takes a little bit. But you, it's excruciating, yeah. but it also like. I'm sorry, that game has the best intro of all time. I watch it like once a month when I'm hammered trying to go to sleep. I love the beach? Hearts the, the stuff on the beach? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's both. We get to see some Roxas in there as well. Mm. And people talking backwards. Um, not Simple and Clean, what's it called? Oh, I forgot! Oh. Uh, well, Simple and Clean artist. is the song, but... Uh... No, that's in the first one. The second one is what I'm talking about. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay, second one. All right. I don't know, but let's move My on. Heart's Roxas. Battleground. Roxas. <laughs> Roxas. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of instantly recognizable sounds. Second time oh. in how many weeks we've gotten to talk about this game? Hmm. We, we did that on, on Patreon. Patreon.com. Oh, that's what time. Oh, So a yeah. lot of people didn't hear us talk about Final Fight. Maybe times... T- no, we talked about Streets of Rage mm-hmm. in a great Final Fight. The greatest ever Final Fight port. Yes, mm. for Super Nintendo. No. No? I would say for the GBA. But maybe... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it's hard to that say. Too. Well, they, they came out like... You know, what was it, like 20 years years apart? apart. Yeah, yeah, it was was on an anniversary. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is Final Fight. This is uh, uh, Hagar, or Hagar, I never know how to say it. And then Guy and uh, Cody, right? Cody, yes. Cody and Guy. And and one of those things, it's just like, well, their their friendship was always a little weird and tense that Hagar is the the father of Jessica, who's the the kidnapped girl. Uh, Hagar is both a former pro wrestler and mayor of Metro City, and I believe this was before Jesse Ventura got into politics, so it was prophetic. Oh, way before, yeah. yeah. Before he became Jesse the Mind Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be known as Jesse the Corrupt Ventura. Michael, if you're here to start conspiracy theories about Jesse Ventura getting inspired by Final Fight, that's the kind of stuff I have on my podcast. I, I'm shocked, I am one of the only wrestlers to sue and win over licensing, <laughs> and I never sued Capcom over Well, this. you see, the difference is Mike Hager doesn't have the bald head on top with a long yeah. string of hair down the, the side. Scott Steiner chainmail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so so he's he's the father, and then he's joined by Cody... Jessica's boyfriend. So this is this is a guy who gets along with his daughter's boyfriend. Um, that's kind of weird. That is a little just weird. Just to begin with. Uh, well enough that they're willing to fight gangs together. Yeah, not a love triangle here that we need to worry about at all. Mm. This is not going to blow and up Co- in our Cody's face at the next the, birthday party. Cody's got the 50s style, right? He's the white t-shirt guy? Yeah, he's, okay. he's, he's basically Michael Paré in Streets of Fire. Yes. Um, and then you've got <laughs> regular grease. You've got Guy who, when the game came out, just seemed to be like, oh, he's like this really fast uh, martial artist. And then, like his, he got added to Street Fighter. His mythos evolved over the years. Now he's a ninja, and he was always a ninja, even at the time. He's always been a ninja, sure, but he's yeah. he's like Cody's best friend. So he's just along for the ride. But he was objectively the best character, and then he got somewhere, cut out of the Super Nintendo port. Somewhere I'd like to think there's a Super Nintendo fan who's only played that version that's like, it's only two. There's only two of them. What are, you, what are these no, guys talking about? I mean, that, was, that was me for it's fucking duo. years. <laughs> until I found out there was going to be another version with just an... Ad- it wasn't even an additional character. It's like the other character was removed. You had to like pick your version like fucking Pokemon. Hmm. Yeah. Th- yeah. Doesn't that Final sound like Fight one of those died. things where like the Genesis would have had all three, and then like, you know... Uh, just but those were the days where it's like, yeah, well, the SNES version would have had a trade off. Or I forget if if it even was on Genesis. I know that it was on Sega CD, and that was like arcade perfect plus you yes. know remastered music. I and, don't think it made Genesis. I don't but think it like did. that and the fighting game made it on. But also Sega Genesis CD had Streets of Rage, and so they were they were That's fine. True. Yeah, yeah, they were they were fine without Final Fight. But if you were curious about how exactly to pronounce Hagger's name, I've got a clip. It should clear that right up. Cody, it's Haggard. Look, give me a call, you bastard. I'm thinking we should get together and knock back a few gold ones. Hagger. Keep your bullshit out of my neighborhood, or next time I'll be the one sticking the shit between your ribs. You believe 
believe this guy used to be the mayor of Metro City. Back in the day, you did not mess with this city without messing with the man. It must have made him oh. sick to see what a shithole this place has become. But I guess it's nothing he won't try to fix someday with his fists. So, uh, Hagger, Cody, and Guy all show up in Final Fight Streetwise, the terribly received Why? PS2 era brawler slash RPG, whatever like, the again, fuck I, it was. At some point, I, I want to do just a just a casual presentation, like why for retro gamers, like why doesn't Capcom or Sega use these characters again? And like because they did in a very costly and failed way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys got which, tired of them, and then now it's just been long enough where you want to see them. Again. No, 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 it's it's not the fault of the audience or even like the, they thought they did what's best for the characters. I'm talking like Beast Rider and Streetwise. Yeah, they made a con- a genre concurrent with what was happening with the Zeitgeist to bring an old game. Yeah into and, now and it didn't work think, and it was costly and why would you attempt that again immediately yeah and then time even more time passes and we don't have any more golden axe we don't have any more final fight i mean that's not entirely true we'll get to that in a minute but true. yeah I, I think we we did like a whole show about sequels to japanese games handled by western developers and i'm sure that the thinking was like americans want a certain type of you know, gritty game. Americans know how to do this. Americans know the franchise. They're the ones that are clamoring for the sequel. Let's let Western devs do this development. And then it was a disaster for various reasons. But Streetwise actually was kind of like, this was clearly written by people who liked the subject matter. They were, for whatever yeah. reason, like they, they knew the characters. Belcher is in it. There's a lot of lore to condense because uh, Final Fight, had been kind of, what do you call it, flirting with the Street Fighter uh, storyline through Alpha, mm-hmm. and especially the comics. And, like, the Streetwise people did their best to gel all of that together into a coherent storyline. Yeah. But then, you know, it's it's just filled with scenes like this. Kyle! Kyle! God damn it! Kyle! Damn it, Kyle! What the hell happened to your focus?! Quit toying Mr. with this, this is my bro, Cody. A local hero. He don't fight anymore. Back in the day, he was the man. It's kind of a hard ass, but he's always been there for me. You gonna let this no good piece of trash play you like that? Yeah, so the brief was just sort of do a bad solid snake, but like as a slob. <laughs> Kyle, Wait. stop punching that drywall, Kyle. Stop drinking that monster energy drink. Kyle. What are you doing? Why do you got to bring up this game in regards to one of the greatest franchises of all time? Because I wanted to say a better final fight. It all has a happy ending. Mayor, Mayor Cody, Mayor, you are someone who is responsible for 120,000 citizens' lives here in Metro City. So you should take this a little more seriously. I am very serious. I'm even wearing a necktie. Can't you tell? Please, Mayor Cody. Mayor Hagar, who previously held your position, asked me to do my best to support you in taking on this job. So Hagar held the office for, I'm guessing, a long-ass time while Cody went to prison, uh, publicly reformed to the point where he was electable. And then became mayor of Metro City. <laughs> I, I think Hagar long enough to go fight in Saturday Night Slam Masters, <laughs> right? Yeah. Do, so, also do you thing. think the crossover with Street Fighter was always planned, or was it like 
remember this game started as Street Fighter 89, like a sequel to the right. original yeah. Street Fighter. And it's just like, because people kind of got excited by that, eventually they're like, no, they are the same universe. Or, or was that always intentional? I, I worked there and I never got a real clear answer on that. Hmm. Um, but, it, but, it, but everything was very unclear. Light plug for 302010, we talked about the Tupac Shakur Omar Epps movie Juice, which uses Street Fighter 1 as this huge metaphor wow. for what's happening in the fucking movie. Uh, and and pl- they play it and you hear all these authentic Street Fighter 1 sounds and it really like makes you think, we didn't see Street Fighter 2 being played by human beings in other video games until Jackie Chan transformed into all the characters. Right. Like, oh, yeah. it, it just... I mean, we, who can forget that Street Fighter, scene? Like, it, it wasn't... Street Fighter 1 wasn't enough of a success to, like, make a sequel to. But I think... Uh, when uh, I love that Padukan episode that I did about Final Fight. What inspired Street Fighter are the same things that inspired Final Fight. Walter Hill movies and Chuck Bronson movies mm. and... Just these interesting characters that are like, people like Zane Keef, which is usually are like big monstrous beast. The main character is clever enough to take down in the first ten minutes of the movie, but to, they're now playable characters that, mm-hmm. that had never really happened before. But like, yeah, that was a big deal. I remember like the first time I saw it, you never got to play as somebody like the size of a bobo. Yeah, and like here's a Mike bobo, Hager, like playing as a bobo, yeah. and and like I think they're inspired by the same thing. And you know how fast games were made back then. I just don't think they were thinking exactly like it's. It, it, I, I, and I like almost didn't want to ask. That was at the same time where like the Zelda timelines go like this. I'm like, no, they don't. Shut up. Leave me alone. They were <laughs> they were all independently made and then slowly brought together. And I think that's the same thing with Final Fight and Street Fighter. But again, the, there's there's comics out there that are happening. The Street Fighter comics have always been real popular, and I think they were merging them. You know, back ten years before anybody gave a shit whether these were in the same universe, mm-hmm. and and uh, and and I like that Final Fight characters have a home, and some of the Final Fight, especially guys theme from Street Fighter Four, it's one of my favorite pieces of game music in history. Uh, I'm not saying we close out with it, but you should. It's so good, <laughs> it's so good. But I love Final Fight so much, and I like that they're not gone, even though the belt scroller version sort of is but mm. the characters still exist there's so so much fun that Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Street Fighter 1 Final Fight Lead Pipey Mike Hagar level is so cool god damn I love Final Fight it's the best I love it um, but when it comes to iconic trios as cool as Cody Hagar and Guy are they can't even they're not even in the same ballpark as these next guys number two Bonus points if you can name the game. Uh, Sonic 2. No. No. Oh, Sonic Mania? Yes. Correct. It. Asshole. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit more layered than the original. Trying to version. trick me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't you. sound like it's on Genesis. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, you know, given the, yeah, my headphone situation, they kind of do. No, but, fair. you know, uh, yeah, Sonic, uh, I cannot believe how long that trio has been established. I, had, I was having a really nerdy conversation. That trio has been established for so long, literally the second year of Sonic's existence, 
Tails, Sonic, and Knuckles became this marketable trio. No, well, that didn't Knuckles show up in three? I think he did, but it was it's still it's still ninety one to ninety three, hmm. or is that ninety four? It's still three years. It's three years later. I, it's four games later. I think but I had sold my later. Genesis by the time Sonic Three came out. I was like, you know, I played one and two, and yeah, I loved them. But uh, but it's like, but wasn't he? If I was building, if I was building Sonic movies, I would have waited to bring in Knuckles. But I think Paramount or Sega rightly cast Idris Elba as Knuckles and brought him in with Tails because, like, that's how much of a trio. That's how much people want to see these three characters together. They, I don't think. I think they did the research, and like people don't want to see you introduce just Tails or just mm. Knuckles. They want to see both of them yeah, together yeah. because they they they've been a trio for way longer than they haven't been. But didn't I mean, they start as Knuckles was sort of antagonistic with Sonic? Yes. Like, like yeah, well, Knuckles was tricked by Eggman into thinking that Sonic was trying to steal the Chaos Emeralds, which he sort of was. But uh, that's beside the point. Um, and it looks but, like the movie plays on that. Like I think it's mm-hmm. Idris Elba sort of going up against Sonic, at least at the beginning of the movie. Yes. Oh yeah, they're going to totally Winter Soldier knuckle. Yeah, and, and and that's the way it happened in the game that he was an antagonist for a chunk of it, and then I, I forget if you got to play as him eventually in Sonic Three. I know that that was the entire point of Man. Sonic and Knuckles, which was yes. the, the fourth game, but that you could also. Uh, attach other Sonic games to it to put Knuckles in them all the way back to one. Uh, three, well, you can do it in three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly what the compatibility is there. I thought you could yeah. do it in two and one, too, but maybe not. Uh, you were supposed to be able to, but like three three and four were developed in like the same cycle, so like mm. Knuckles works phenomenally in three. Yeah, I don't know how he works in one and two to what extent. But, but, but like it's it's very strange, like Tails never gets his own camera, but is t- unless Sonic dies, but is totally a playable character in Sonic Two. But you can't ever select him to like play as him instead of Sonic. Yeah, the, he's he's like the player two character who yeah he can't really die, uh, and like th- both of these characters kind of represent uh, archetypes that are like really common in Japanese pop culture, especially. Uh, the universal like tails is the little brother he's the he's the little kid who who likes to tag along and he's supposed to be canonically much younger than sonic and then uh knuckles is like the rival who becomes a friend that sort of thing yeah he's he tails is my absolute favorite sonic character hmm. if you befriend me on playstation uh, that's that's my avatar has mm-hmm. been since sonic mania I missed out on buying a life-size Tails made by Sega for $200, and I have kicked myself every fucking day for not shelling out $200 to have a life-size Tails in my house forever. I love Tails. They, they also developed his character a lot more in coming years. He became like a genius inventor and a pilot and did all this cool stuff. And if you ever wanted to play as all three of these characters at the same time on a team... Uh, you, you got your chance when Sonic Heroes came out. Let's blast through with Sonic Speed! Okay! Alright! Any of you guys remember Sonic Heroes? No, I wouldn't play that game. I'm fucking adult. <laughs> so, well, it was basically like... No, I, I think this came out like in 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was essentially Sonic Adventure 3. Which never happened, but it was it was the game that came out after Sonic Adventure Two. It was in 3D, 
It was not on Dreamcast. It was on other platforms. But uh, it let you pick from different teams of Sonic characters. And Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles were, were on one team. And the interesting thing about this was that you would control all three of them at a time. They would sort of run around as a unit. And you could switch between them to take advantage of different abilities. There they are! Eggman's robot! Leave them to me, Sonic. So, yeah, Knuckles could fight and he could actually use the other characters like they would roll into balls and he would use them as like boxing gloves. Um, Tails could could fly and hover and, you know, you could pick up the other two characters and fly them through rings and shit. And Sonic would do whatever Sonic does. In Sonic Heroes, I was remembering it was the first original Sonic game on a non-Sega platform because, like, GameCube got mm-hmm. some, like, ports of it, Sonic Adventure in the yep, collections yep. and stuff. But, like, Sonic Heroes was, like, the first time it's like, oh, shit, Sega's making I, Sonic games for other platforms I, now. This is weird. Yeah, right, right when you think of... Uh, right when you think of... Uh, it's the most... This week has shown the most unprecedented exclusive lockdown by Microsoft. I'm like... Nintendo has been making Sonic games exclusively for like 10 years, and you forgot about that. Um, yeah. Their biggest rival. Uh, spe- speaking was, of these, these Heroes games. was the first one to debut on multiple platforms. Right. right. Also, it came out on PS2, Xbox, and GameCube all at the same time. I think we talked about that. Like, it was the, there was a clear approach to when, when Sega went multi platform, we're going to abandon the Dreamcast, not going to make another one. Hmm. And it was like Nintendo gets all our Sonic y titles with enhanced properties. Mm-hmm. Sony gets all of our uh, enhanced arcade ports. And Xbox gets these weird fucking sequels to Panzer Dragoon, Jet Set Radio. And, Hell yeah. House of and the I Dead. St- Crazy and I taxi. still. I've been predicting Microsoft was going to buy fucking. Sega, 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 Sega what and, and I, I have not relented. I still think it's going to happen. They might be next. I don't, they might be next. Yeah. But uh, no, this is this is where I thought Michael we were arguing in the chat where I was like, oh yeah, because Sonic also has a bunch of other threesomes like Team Amy, and you're like, you do not need to remind me of the extended character <laughs> roster of the Sonic franchise, sir. I don't think I said it in quite that tone, but <laughs> that's how I read. It. Michael that's did have read. to like preview and review these games like I did, and it's. Mm always kind of a pain in the ass yeah. well i i remember also like it was a weird thing i reviewed sonic what's the tv show sonic boom the rise right, of sonic lyric boom. for wii u I, I reviewed it on ign you can you can all go check the review's still up there and i think i borrowed a statement from mike grimm saying sonic is slow and you play as his friends <laughs> and that <laughs> sucks and then like some People on like a Sonic fan forum like use that quote and it's like, oh, they're just ripping on Sonic over there. Let's go give this guy a piece of our mind. And so yeah. I got quote unquote brigaded by two Sonic fans, two. literally two <laughs> on Twitter that came after me and <laughs> were like, oh, let this be a lesson to you. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, you're blinded by nostalgia. I don't have any nostalgia for Sonic. I'm sorry. I never Besides, had a those, Sega those Sonic, growing the up. The Sonic Boom games are 
licensed games from a cartoon show. Yes. They weren't even like yes. made by Sega. Mm-hmm. Leave it alone. It's like, but it's also- bad for other reasons. You shouldn't pick on it because it has Sonic's friends because everyone loves Sonic's friends. No. No. We don't. No. I kind of do. Eh. I just like Vector the Alligator. I, I like them, but it's just like, concentrate on making great games rather than exploding this menagerie. Like, <laughs> Cream the Rabbit no is cool. We all love Cream the Rabbit, but come on. I'm a Charmy the Bee Man myself. Mm. Big yeah. the Cat Guy. Big, big, big the Cat Guy. Oh, I love Big's fishing levels, actually. Oh, I'm God, the only one. That was one. the fucking worst. That, that's, that might be, like, I might be the only quote-unquote serious gamer out there who actually really liked Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. I like liked Sonic was, Adventure no, 1 no, no, quite I, a bit, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I liked 1. I, I Here's the thing, like, uh, those... Sonic Adventure games made me hate Knuckles forever. Those are the worst really? levels oh, yeah. I've ever yeah, played in my yeah. life. They're awful. And they like, have I pretty didn't good see music, what... though. They do. Knuckles has a great backstory. He's a great character. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I hated, I hated those levels. Holy shit! I've never forgiven Knuckles for that, and it's not his fault. Hmm. But I'm admitting it now. Well, I'm a big man. Does that diminish his standing as a member of the Holy Trinity in your no, eyes? Not even slightly. But in, like, I think like. Amy's kind of in there somewhere, yeah, but like yeah. Amy wasn't made as playable as Knuckles was. Yeah, certainly not and as soon. Amy is one of the few times where like my kids have surprised me that they knew a character that I'm like, how the fuck shocking. do you know <laughs> Amy from Sonic? And they're like, we, yeah. they're like, what? what are you talking about, Amy? Yeah, and I, I also loved her levels in in Sonic Adventure. Go around yeah. and bop things with a hammer. That if you, really if cool. you played a ton of the Dark Brotherhood, you can play as all four. Mm. So it, it, it's such a great color palette. Yeah. In my opinion, like mm-hmm. all my favorite cool colors that don't exist in nature. Yeah. Blue, yellow, red, and pink. But the bright versions of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, like and and again, uh, Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric, you play as all four. And they move kind of slowly. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's. That's let's, not number speaking one. Speaking of move this, slowly, let's move That's along. not number one because. <laughs> the fucking. The, the one, you better take off. Really? Shit, I'm good. I ain't Bill. Yeah. Whoa. What, am I detecting some uh, some sort of uh, son I never had bullshit here, Mikey, huh? Hey, listen. If you want to replace some father figure, you can do a lot better than this fat snake, all right? This fucker would eat his own kids. Like I said, Franklin, deranged. Yeah, and best friend. <laughs> exactly. That's Trevor, my best friend. That's Franklin, the son I always wanted. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're we're edgy assholes over or nearing our forties. So what the fuck? Why, I, yeah, why? You what seemed, game is this? You seemed opposed to including GTA Five, and I'm like, why? It's the most recognizable threesome, probably to yeah. most gamers nowadays. Well, this is you winning, aren't you? Please. <laughs> Are we like the, the three guys on the, in this game? What the hell? Yeah. I'm Franklin, by the way. Yeah. I am Franklin. All right. Um, I'll take Trevor. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm comfortable being fat old Mike. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call more people a fat snake, by the we way. We are, like, all can, three of us are way fatter than Michael day. in that game, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's in actually pretty good shape compared to us. I just, I can, I, I love telling that story that like GTA five had sort of just come out and we were doing the prep. We were still impressed. Yeah, Michael, we were still impressed yeah. at the time, weren't we? Yeah, this we? game yeah, we came were. out 15 years ago or some shit like that. It's, this game came out in no, 2013. Almost 10 years ago. Yeah. So I, it, this game is slightly younger than this podcast, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget, I went. I, I, I did something at Sketchfest, and I turn a corner, and I run into 
a man who's taller than me, and I look up, and it's Trevor. And it was so scary. Mm. It was so scary. I'm like, I didn't really know that this is a real man named Steve Oog. Oog Og. Og. Oh, like my oh, also my favorite uh, audio file format. Yeah, like a um, who just has a slightly uh, less belly, a little bit more hair than Trevor, but very much yeah. like is got the but bug it, eyes. But it was like and stuff. I have. It was the only time in my life to this day that I recognized a digital character in person, and it was like when Edward Furlong sees the Terminator, like Arnold Schwarzenegger in T two. I'm just like crawling back against the walls. <laughs> no, no! <laughs> like covering your balls in case he, he has a battery a near him. <laughs> such a nice guy. But so um, yeah, the 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 trio here. Obviously, you can uh, there's there's you can play as them separately. You can play as them together. They 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 can hang out sometimes, and they get along relatively sort of, well in yeah. a in a sort of dysfunctional broy way. I knew I shouldn't have told you shit. Now, oh, come on. <laughs> Don't be so cold, man. Learn to laugh at yourself. You're in danger of turning into this man. Who, me? Yeah, you. Wouldn't laugh, wouldn't hang out. I've got my work. I've got my life. I never the truth shall meet. If we're risking our asses, we gotta be family. How about that, die pack? Man, fuck you, sense of humor. Calls him die pack because he talks about it like his first job. He got two thousand dollars, but the die pack went off, and so he didn't get any of it. Um, yeah, I just I, I I like my head cannon wants to think of these three characters as like a six month powwow on the design team of who's going to be the star, and they just mm. can't settle anything, mm-hmm. and they they settle on all three. Well, the thing though is, is like it's clearly Trevor because like the other two, I hate to say it, but they are just pre-existing GTA archetypes, right? Like Michael They're all pre-existing GTA. What, what was, what was Trevor them, from yeah. before though? Like what GTA three Claude yeah. is a psychotic cipher who uh, is just basically whatever the player, he, he embodies the player's worst impulses. And that's what are going to do that fun? Point me in this direction. I'll do whatever. Nah, I'll do shit. but yeah. Claude didn't act the way Trevor does. Trevor is just like in literally insane. Like, oh, Claude never said anything. But it's it's sort of it is sort of true though. But like the re- the retired gangster, the uh, uh, the guy from the the hood with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Those were all archetypes that existed before. And instead of like deciding on one, they decided on all three. And it it's I think. Having played it now almost all the way through twice, it's kind of brilliant. It's it's it's. I, I really like all of these characters in yeah. different ways, and they are more mature than Ray Liotta's <laughs> character and CJ. Yeah, um, and they they, they all uh, definitely better acted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all tried to go back and play those games Oof. in the last year. Yes. Oof. <laughs> yeah, disaster. You got a refund results. for your attempts. Yeah, five, five still holds up. The campaign of five still holds up pretty well. You know, for mm-hmm. as as old as it, like it is really old. I was making a joke before, but it's like, no, dude, that game's been it's, out it's like three generations. Gonna be nine years. It's yeah. very, but even at the time, the way it um really gently cut between the action between those three characters and really let you feel like you were playing uh, simultaneously as part of this. Not simultaneously, but like an event occurs and then you hear that <laughs> it zooms in on the other character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, And it's like, oh, this is happening right afterwards and Trevor's waking up in his underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, or like uh, uh, Franklin just got off work. 
or, or something like that. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Yeah, I love that. It, it was always and, cool not really knowing where they'd be in the city because all you knew was, yeah. like, I'm going to go to Trevor now. He could be in the middle of the desert. He could be in the middle of the city. You never really knew with Trevor. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. it was, I, and they, they, I, I feel like in, in, you know, hindsight, they interacted as a trio pretty rarely. Mostly just on the like heists. They, they, I mean, that, that's really when they came together. Yeah, and, and Michael's the one who interacted mm-hmm. with both. That's the only reason I'd say he's the main character. Yeah, well, he, I think he interacts a lot more with both. Yeah, he's meant to you, be. You, you spend a while just as Michael, and mm-hmm. uh, like before Trevor shows up, I think he, does is it is it Franklin or Michael that you start out playing as? I, I mean, thought obviously it was Michael because you do the the bank. It's Michael and the, the, the therapy, the therapy. Yeah. Session. Oh, okay, that's right. Okay, yeah, but yeah, there there are missions that involve all three of them, and you will actually be prompted at specific points to switch. Case in point. War Army! This is why our defense spending is as much as the rest of the world combined! Ooh, political commentary. KTT, man, they're fighting the tanks! We gotta move it! Like, right now! If we all go, they'll get behind us. How about I push this way, while you link with Franklin, then we get out separate? Sounds like a plan! Oh! Over here! There's a ride! Good kid! Yeah, that is like, okay, there's another character flashing on screen. You should switch over to them now. I do kind of like how Franklin, I think, is meant to be kind of the voice of the player. Like a lot of that game, he's just reacting to how ridiculous Michael and Trevor are being. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and weirdly, he's the most ridiculous player or the most ridiculous character in the game. He's like, I just want to come up, man. Like, this is the worst way to get ahead. Yeah. Either of these two people. What right. are you doing? Right. And you have you have nothing in common. Uh, you're better off uh, with Lamar um, in his school of roastology. Please go. Oh that. no! Um, don't no. I. I, I <laughs> it's. I mean, Google it. Don't ever quote it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. I just want to say it to Garfield once. <laughs> he said it to Garfield, The Rock, and Spider Man at the same time. School of Roastology, Lamar. Um, but, yeah, I, I think if we were being cynical and trying to make the most broad appeal to the characters we both spent the most time with and that the most people would recognize across this entire medium, how is it not Trevor, Michael, and Franklin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and and I, I mentioned that. I think I mentioned that in my favorite order. I... Uh, only because Franklin is so much like CJ's story, and I just don't understand why he latches on to these people. Yeah, um, well, I think and- I think he latches on to Michael because he sees this very successful retired gangster that he thinks mm-hmm. has something to teach him. And then by by that point, he's just kind of you know to the like he he's just in with Michael. Like, okay, you're my friend now, and. I'll, I'll ride or die with you, whatever. And then Trevor shows up and it's just like, all right, I, I guess this is what we're doing now. I'll <laughs> right. just keep going with this. Well, you, you don't piss Trevor off because you don't want him to fucking kill you one day because, like, he'll turn on you that quickly. It's, it's, uh, oh, he totally will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Trevor, I, I think, is the only like character that, with but... rampages, too. Like, they brought back yeah. rampages just for Trevor. Yeah, things that they took out of the game because I, I'm, I'm guessing media criticism kill the most people in this in two minutes. And, right. Yeah. And they, they took it out after like three or four, and then that's Trevor does that while yelling <laughs> modern day references like, Yes! Yeah! 
yes, I'm killing the most people. This is great. Tell the news. You just sounded like Stephen Toast. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Trevor, bloody, I can't think of it. <laughs> who? So let me ask you guys: Who, when you had the choice? Like when you're just dicking around the world, who did you choose to play as the most? I loved playing as Trevor. Same, honestly. same. I'm a Trevor guy. Love playing as Trevor. I, he Complete. had the best responses. Like his lines were the funniest. You know, like if you're gonna gonna roll through that city, you you want to be screaming and stuff at people. I am not a even a semi ironic hipster shit kicking country music lover. But when you end up as Trevor out in the country, those right wing radio stations. Again, nine years ago, mm-hmm. way ahead of their time. Oh, yeah. Way ahead of their time. Like, scathing if you listen to those stations. by And it's Danny McBride delivering, like, a bunch of this, this stuff uh, on those. And you can only access those stations if you're out in the sticks as Trevor's right. character. Isn't Jessica White one of the DJs, too, on, like, the country station? I don't know who that is, and I believe you. Uh, um, but, but He's like, a character. Man, making fun of, like... Having stations you can only access in trailer parks, and and and, and is, is hilarious. It's something that GTA did ten years ago, and like an unnecessary thing. No other game would put in there. Uh, still, sorry, I, still, I didn't yeah. like spending a lot of time in that part of the game because that's sort of near where I grew up. Like River <laughs> Riverside's close enough to like Fontana, Indio, like a Bernardino, a, a lot of those places that are just like, oh, this speed, this is speed country. Mm-hmm. Like this is what they yeah. do here. And, well, and yeah. that's what you'll do a lot of the time if you're in Trevor's plot. Line. This is this is Methtropolis. Yeah. <laughs> He's a meth kingpin out in the sticks. Um, yep. But yeah, like so, I, I yeah, that's that's our pick for our favorite trios. They may not be your favorite trios. Uh, discuss it in the comments, why don't you, on episode uh, 455 of .com, Uh And you can talk about the Lost Vikings, all, all the other ones. We're going to get, get Battletoads comments. That's a, I, I, sure. I, oh, Battletoads, I, Lost Vikings was a super strong nominee, man. They, yeah. they were they were because they they have two really strong games as a playable trio and mm. then appeared later on like as a trio you played singularly. Like it's. <laughs> Hmm. They always appear as a trio. A trio. They don't yeah. appear separately well, ever. Well, uh, Olaf did appear separately in Rock and Roll Racing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Olaf unleashes. I do hot appreciate fury. that they kind of look like Asterix and Obelix. Like it's like okay, yeah, yeah it's, with a third, mm-hmm. the yeah. third man in there. Clear, clearly, clearly. <laughs> let's talk about the fucking news. <laughs> I know. I know. All right, let's wrap this up. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, news, etc. Stay tuned. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. No, we're just out of a screening of Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm here with the most knowledgeable man I know in the field of all things Spider-Man, 
Chris Baker. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you're too kind. Thank you, Chris. I couldn't get tickets at all for the Thursday screening. Yes, if the Spider-Man tickets sold out real fast. Crashed AMC's website. And I asked around, does anybody want to see Spider-Man at 1 p.m. on Friday? <laughs> because it's like, I'm not dodging spoilers again. I'm just not. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go with you again right. on Saturday, whenever you can do it. But I'm going to experience this fresh. Super important to me. And I'm, I like that the hype for this movie was like through the roof. But when I saw Endgame... I think it, I was talking to you about it. Like I didn't. The trailer only showed like the first forty minutes of the movie. I had no no idea what oh, yeah, Endgame yeah. was even going to be like, about. Time travel and all that was like completely left right. out of the. I I, yeah. I I read your movie sites and all that stuff, but I'm really good at avoiding spoilers. But like, dude, the Spider-Man stuff just crept over into everything. And when I finally walked out of the movie, I'm like, yeah. Other than the post-credit scene, like that, all of that, all of that was spoiled for me. Like naturally on Facebook. Man, they broke through. I got hit by every spoiler. It was still, it, you need to see it, even if it's been spoiled. Certain details have been spoiled for you. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we're not going to waste any time doing stupid... Yes, Oops, my fingers. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Yeah. A rare premature ejaculation from Michael Raparo. <laughs> yes, what a tragic accident. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, or as I like to call it, oh, Rainbow shit. Six Extraction. Forgot I played a ton of this. Yeah, you did. I call it Rainbow oh, Sex Extraction, if you know what I mean. That's in poor taste, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, but, but somehow putting alien virus creatures in Rainbow Six wasn't, Michael. Come mm, on now. I didn't Come do now. it. Uh, I, I enjoyed this a lot more than I expected to. I'm not yeah, really same. a rainbow guy. I recognize that it's very high quality, but honestly, that sort of pure like tactical PvP kind of terrifies me a little bit because mm-hmm. I I have a fear of being the one that makes my team lose. Uh, so I don't really play I, those yet, things. Yet you I, never did. Mm. But it, it, it was more... Um, I actually we we rarely play online together, mm-hmm. but this we had one, yeah we did it access to where like we we could play this early yes. together in a three person squad, which is how it's meant to be played, and we're all mic'd up and it worked wonderfully. Yeah, yeah, and it was a lot it's, of fun. It's 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 one of my favorite things about. Um, I'm not the biggest multiplayer guy in the world. I think I might be bigger than you and like ready to play more multiplayer in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. Just because, like, uh, I did like this a lot and wanted to keep playing it, and y'all Dude, you assholes used to got be a tired. Big PvP guy too, right? You you were yes. you were like ranked at one point. I was I was yeah, I was absorbed into a Counter Strike league against my will in a Battlefield league because right, I was right. playing so much and pretty decent at it. And but but it, more than that, like, um, this is mostly PVE for what we were doing, mm-hmm. and it it was hard, and it mm. asked me to like. I even when I play online, I usually don't mic up and I play with randos. But I was playing with you guys, and like that was fun. Like the, the whole nest, the, the nest aspect in particular. Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of yeah. It, it's still a Tom Clancy game. It's not quite Splinter Celly quiet, but it is does require a certain amount of stealth because if you fuck around and an alien starts howling, he'll start spawning things from nest. But if you can sneak around and either take these guys out or remove their nests. It doesn't matter if they howl or not. Well, let me let me try to summarize the gameplay how I understood it. And Michael, you tell me if I get anything 
really wrong. But I feel like a lot of people might just dismiss this as another Left 4 Dead-like, which it has some Left 4 Dead DNA in there. But it's it's basically you – it's PvE, but it's, it's like Left 4 Dead – but the maps are much smaller. Like Left 4 Dead, you're kind of running in their big maps, and it's kind of mm-hmm. this one big it's, thing. It's whereas like these tactical stealthy Left 4 Dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. tactical stealthy. But then they map on the powered operators from Rainbow Six Siege. Mm-hmm. And like, it, to be honest, like I always thought Rainbow Six sort of was lacking a little identity between Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon. There was a while it's like, okay, these are both just sort of meant to be tactical shooters. One went third person, one stayed first, and that was it. I think you could say that about its first iteration. I think in the years since, as they've added more and more operators to Rainbow, it's definitely taken on more of a personality. And it, it, it like the, the characters have become much more, uh, I guess, recognizable. And uh, they, yeah, well, that, that started yeah. with Siege, though, right? Because the Vegas games, they didn't have the powered operators, did they? I mean, I never really played much of Vegas, so I couldn't say. Um, but I think, yeah, usually Rainbow was just like very no nonsense counter terror guys, and like the the first iteration of Siege was was very much that. Like you had the individual operators, but they were all like, you know, dudes in balaclavas and gas masks and. Since then, like you've you've been seeing a lot more color being added to it. Like you got these uh, U.S. Special Forces people. There's like a Secret Service guy who looks like 1980s Tom Selleck with the mustache and like a bulletproof vest. But as a dude who I was on the marketing team mm-hmm. for Siege, I can tell you, like even at launch, the different operators had different powers, and mm-hmm. this game does like yeah, they got, it grafts that onto this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, each person kind of has unique gadgets or abilities. And what's cool about this, so it's like take Left 4 Dead, make the maps kind of smaller, stealthier, and you kind of go from almost like small map to small map. And there's like these little like, uh, like what would be a safe room in Left 4 Dead is here. What are they called? Airlocks, right? You're kind of transitioning between the levels Mm -hmm. and it's your chance to catch your breath, maybe plan out. And there's almost a little bit of, of randomization in that like when you load into each level, the objectives change per mini map, yeah. right? Like at one time it might be, hey, uh, make sure the creatures don't destroy these bombs that you're you're setting. Another time it might be take out this one. The one that we kept dying on was like there's take out this one big bad target creature who's like total mm-hmm. badass. Almost felt like the level boss or something like yeah. that. Well, the and, uh, the aberrant nests one we also died a bunch on. That's the one where it's just like here, take out all these poison spewing nests before you can attack this big nest at the well, center. I, w- I would say it's, it was like Left 4 Dead if it was 80%. Everything was 80% the witch. Mm. Like, be careful. Yeah. Do yeah. not yeah. set this thing off. And it's meant a lot to of be times yeah. we were having fun and giggling and like, dude, you just kicked the fucking net. What are you doing? <laughs> which, which OG you- Rainbow Six was a bit more stealthy. Like, even Vegas was kind of like, yeah, you're meant to kind of creep besides the window and then breach into a room and fuck shit up. Like, that was that was OG Rainbow Six. So they're capturing that. They're capturing the, the kind of the powers from Siege in a Left 4 Dead style co-op tactical shooter game like it, mm. it, it works it, it feels unique enough where like if I had to choose between this and Back 4 Blood like the most recent Left 4 Dead like I'm I'm gonna go for this because it, it to me it's personally just more fun like Left Back 4 Blood and Left 4 Dead are more just run and gun you know and it's way more streamlined mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I, we were all playing on PS5 which I don't on this show is something I don't think we've ever done before. No, um, I don't think we played on. We played Back for Blood on Xbox, so I think we you're did. ready. Um, the other, the other cool mechanic is with the different operators, they kind of make you play different characters. So yeah. like between missions, and the missions consist of like 
well, the levels we went into had like three little maps uh, on each mission or whatever. Like you basically, your operator can kind of get injured and it's like, hey, they need to rest, mm -hmm. choose someone else. The other cool mechanic though is like if you die in a mission, and this was almost our top five because it was so unique. And we're like, I know other games have done this. You have to then, you load a new operator, you go back into the level. You have to find and save operators who have died. They they end up in this like foam. In, 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 in canon, nobody dies in the game. You get covered in sealant foam, right? Where yeah. you can't be attacked, but you also can't move. But your real life friends can come pull you out. And put you in an evacuation chamber. It's like the trees, they have these weird like tree creatures that grow around the foam. And you, there's this weird yeah. game where to save a dude, you have to like have one person pull them out of this tree creature while the other guys disable these pods that are like giving the tree life basically to make it stronger. And mm. it, it, it's like this little mini game. That, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it. cool. I thought it was it's great. Unique. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think, you know, Rainbow Six Siege is a game that's been going for what, roughly seven yeah. years now. Which and, I don't know yeah. much about. So they've had, they've had seven years to fine tune these operators. So the operators feel really good to yeah. play as. Yeah. There were, there were a couple when we were playing like, oh my God, I lost this operator and I have to play again. Like, fuck me this guy felt so good to play as mm -hmm. and can yeah. point out heartbeats of nests and we were, we were playing Fuck. base versions like you level them up too and they get access to better weapons yeah. or different mm -hmm. weapons and stuff and so yeah, yeah there's uh, oh full disclosure i do work for ubisoft and i did I provide these guys with their copies yeah I so. used to, but uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, never uh, have, never will. But, but I, I also want to say, like, this is not purely a co-op game. You can play it solo. You can play mm -hmm. the objectives, and I feel like I actually survived longer a lot of the time solo because they they scale down it the scales. the sort of density of the sure. of yeah, the yeah. goals. Like, um, if it's like the three of us playing, like that aberrant nests thing I mentioned, you might have to get like kill like thirteen nests. If you're playing solo, there's like five of them, something like that. They, I think they start you off with more health too when you're playing solo. So it's, it's you know they it, it is playable like that. Um, there isn't really uh, like it's it's it always feels randomized. Don't expect like a linear progression. Like oh, on this level you know. do this, that sort of thing. Um, Even it, like you get an option to replay those levels, but you may not have the same goals or be mm -hmm. in the same areas. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I yeah. think that kind of like reduces potential monotony. Like oh, you yeah. might you might die on this level, but then when you go back to it, you'll be doing something different. I think it'll scratch the itch of like the guys who like to play multiplayer games of like you learn the maps, mm -hmm. but you're doing different things on the yes. map, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, yeah, I know that I can go climb this ladder over here and, and have kind of a viewpoint of the battlefield. And that's, you know, might help me in this scenario or not. But like if the objective is different, it still plays differently enough. Oh, yes. Cause my favorite thing about the game and what happened when we were playing was the further you go. The harder it gets. Yeah. yeah. So if you yes. if if you if you've lost a person and you want to like bounce out like at the safe houses, like yeah, you can extract yourself in the middle of this mission and everyone can retain their XP if if you have too little health and you don't have any items, bounce back and you can retain this XP, start over, do it again. That's something I wish like Destiny and all the other mm. shit had to where like we all die in a mission and lose our shit. Mm -hmm. It's it's not as easy to I, do. I thought what you were gonna bring up that you loved is one of the things I loved is they brought in the fortifications from Siege where if you're like, yes. Okay, we have an objective where we need to defend a point, 
I'm gonna build that big ass siege metal wall thing. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna we close all up all the windows. You can smash through walls. Uh, yeah, you can also do the siege yeah. thing of like I can shoot through a wall and shoot enemies through the wall because most walls are like paper thin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I never, I never, I never got the the best uh, practice with the aggressive abilities. That hammer that can blow through the wall can also stun enemies. Yeah, yeah, which is important because they'll scream and launch a ton of other enemies at you but my favorite thing that happened during the literal extraction like um if you're halfway through the map and you get to the safe zone like do you just want to extract and take your xp because you're too, too low in health go ahead and mm-hmm. then there was that mission where like i fucked up i i i, I loved it there was there points in the game like shit i rousted everybody i fucked everybody up i'm getting killed sorry guys and then michael I get covered in foam. Michael picks me up, and you guarded him, and I get walked to an extraction machine, mm-hmm. and you extract me, but, like, I'm still not... It's not left for dead. Like, I'm not playing again. I'm watching you guys play, and then you guys get slaughtered because I left you Yeah, <laughs> totally we, we and then Michael uh, and I immediately made this stupid decision. We're like, we can keep going. And <laughs> we, we could not keep going. Outmanned, and then, like, I... When when you get to the tally screen, I got the survival bonus, yes. and neither of you did. Because yeah, yeah, you were the only me, survivor. You were the Michael first put me to in the die. Machine, I'm like, you should be standing over me like fucking Tom Hanks, saying, "Earn this, <laughs> earn this." Like, <laughs> I know. I didn't uh, do anything to get that survival bonus except you put me in the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, I, I think this game will live and die by like how fun your friends are that you're playing with mm-hmm. and if they play if they play their role and play the game correctly you're gonna have a good time but yeah if there's just idiots that you're like i wouldn't want to pug this game at all you know like with just some dude running around the map yeah it's, up every it's, nest i i am i lean towards the leroy jenkins style of play and that is not how you do this <laughs> no at all and and i will say i will say to some extent both of you do too mm-hmm. Even when I'm trying to alter my play style, a little bit. Remember, there was that one time where I was going in for to stealth take out a nest, which you can do. You can like melee them, and I'm dropping off a ledge, very quietly creeping. And right as I'm reaching up to take it out, I just hear pop pop, and it explodes in my face. And I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck was that?" And like Michael, I think it shot the nest. Yeah, with an unsilenced shotgun. So now dudes are coming after us because <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, very there smart. Was also an, there was also an enemy right near the nest that I was going to stealth kill right after the nest. And I'm just Whoops. like, "God damn it!" <laughs> but yeah, uh, 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 a Left for Dead that is like all witch, like mostly witch moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are yeah. still like tank moments in it, but like. That was interesting. I haven't lot, ever done lot that of exploding before. enemies, a lot of gas, got gaseous yeah. enemies, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> what are those pods? The best part was the pods where <laughs> you guys would walk up to me and you'd just be covered in these green pods that like oh, yeah, right. the, the blinding <laughs> pods or whatever. They, they, they look like little yellow Christmas ornaments that are around the environment. If you're not careful, they can attach to your body and then and detonate in time. But however, if your opponent like hit me, you can hit one another. And knock them it'll off your body, them, yeah. and I keep yelling, yelling to hit. The last time we were playing, I didn't have a microphone, so I'm like texting it to them. Like, right? <laughs> Help! Help! But but the best part about those little pods is you wouldn't know how many you had, and it yes. was like it was like a little kid getting Only caught with do. peanut butter all over their face. Chris yeah. would emerge from a doorway, head to toe covered in pods, yeah. and I'm like, "What did you do?" 
It's like your dog just rolled in a bunch of cheatgrass or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have the moment to like uh, see the leech on my balls and fall backwards like Corey Feldman. <laughs> my friend, friends already knew it was bad. Well, they kind of look like those little. We've talked about the fuzzy balls that certain trees have. You know, like that you would mm-hmm. chuck at each other as kids. Like they look yeah, like those, but right. radioactive. It's a good time. I liked the game quite a bit. It was fucking interesting, yeah. man. I, I wanted yeah. to play again. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, we're we're very lucky since you said uh, lives and dies by who you're playing with. We're all very entertaining to play games with. So, uh, but but it's also but also it is crossplay. So yes. like I can play it right. with PC people. Uh, that 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 is insane because it does include I think like how many generations of consoles? Crossplay typically is. Two consoles. Mm-hmm. I believe this is four consoles and yep. PC. Oh, is, is it really Xbox One and PS4 and I PS5? So, yeah. I'm not. I thought it said it was. Yeah, uh, probably, mm-hmm. probably. I, I believe it. Yeah, because oh, I mean, all that and is Stadia so and Amazon Luna and right and PC. It's nice. on everything. Nice. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, it's 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 on a lot. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff that came out that hasn't come out as of this recording. There's a Shadow Man remastered coming to Switch. I just shout Shadow out to Man. Shadow Man. <laughs> like what? <laughs> All right. Uh, Nobody saves the world. I had to throw on here just because I'm a fan of this studio, uh, Drinkbox Studios, the team behind Guacamelee. It's mm-hmm. a new action RPG. Uh, Nobody saves the world. Uh, anxious to check that out. That's the first game they've made since Guacamelee. <laughs> uh, anytime you combine golf with RPG mechanics, I'm kind of interested. There's so, so this this is like I think it's like a best version of a game. There's a game called RP Golf. This is mm-hmm. RP Golf Legends, which which kind of just seems like the Uber version of RP Golf, but it looks very much like a golf story type mm-hmm. deal. So I think they want you to read this RPG golf. Yeah, or R- like RP Jolf. RP Jolf. Yeah. Or uh, my friend Dorf, Tim Conway RP. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I suck at making references to things people will care about in 2020. <laughs> or My Friend Dahmer by Durf Back Durf. Durf. <laughs> and then last but not least, I think Michael mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Windjammers 2, the yeah. sequel to Windjammers. That's happening. Is that .mu? Who's doing that? It, it is, yeah. I never really caught on with the original Windjammers craze. Mm. Like, I, I get it. It's like, hey, what if air is hockey solely but a giant bomb thing? Did they make that happen? Uh, Jeff Gersman... Yeah. Might be solely responsible. I mean, it's for that. it's a good game. It's not a good game to play by yourself. I no, know. No, yes. no. Like I, I've tried it a few times, and like I don't get it. But I'm sure no, that I've if you're modding, playing I've with been a friend, our, it's a lot our of fun. arcade machines, and yeah, me and my ex would play it a ton mm-hmm. together. It's it's a good, fun multiplayer. Yeah, I'm, game. Well, I'm sure playing it solo is kind of like playing air hockey with yourself. It's it's, it's like playing Street same. Fighter solo. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. really get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sequel. There you go, and that's coming. Pretty much, yeah, to most stuff, uh, you know, Windows, Switch, the main consoles, Stadium. Trump has been warning us about Windjammers. They give you cancer and kill birds. (laughs) Windjammers is basically uh, if you cross Pong with Street Fighter, sort of. Yes. You're you're throwing a Frisbee back and forth, but you get special moves, and it's neat. Yeah. There's a Neo Geo one. I forget the title. That's so much sillier. It's just Windjammers. Well, no, it's a bomb. It's like you're throwing a bomb. It, (laughs) It explodes. Spy versus Spy. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, God. I thought you were announcing a new Spy versus Spy game. Like, Matt, <laughs> congratulations. I'll support you in whatever you do. Uh, I've been I trying. I, I'm the, I, I told you this weekend I'm the only guy who made a Mad Magazine purchase in 2022. Well, I, I have a subscription, technically, although it only comes, like, quarterly, I think. Like, it, it'll show up once every few months. Really? Are they yeah. all repackages or new yeah. shits? Yeah, they're all repackages. Oh, kind of disappointing. Crazy. 
Boo. Oh. Mad Quarterly. I'm a, I'm a Mad Quarterly subscriber. Yes. No for dis- the distinguished gentleman. Look, this is what happens when people stop paying for comedy. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> this show is what happens yeah, yes. when people stop exactly. paying for comedy. <laughs> this has to suffice for comedy and news at the same time. It's a bad combination. <laughs> Horrible value, but patreon.com slash laser. Terrible. Um, let's move along to, speaking of news... We've been waiting an hour and a half to talk about this. Let's yeah. not delay any longer. Yeah, th- we have one story because honestly, trying to cover any other news would seem ridiculous. Um, Microsoft is buying Activision. They own Pitfall uh, for <laughs> oh a deal. God, not right. quite. Not quite for sixty-nine. <laughs> not quite the weed number. They bought them for like sixty-eight point seven billion. Is the figure? Yes. Hey, but can I? Can I just? I wanted to introduce this. The funniest. I would never say this about anybody, but the most baller move I've ever seen in history, I think it was two weeks ago, Phil Spencer was asked about the controversies at Activision. Yes. And he said, uh, yeah, all the controversies at Activision is going to change how we do business with them. That's a, almost a literal quote. Mm. And I don't think anybody anybody imagined in one week like that meant they were buying the whole company. I, I think his exact quote was, "We are evaluating our working relationship with yes. them, or something like that." And it's like knowing yeah, full you, well he was about to uh, he was about to be Bobby Kotick's boss. And yeah. right, yeah. Well, he got yeah he got a promotion. He's like CEO of gaming of Microsoft Gaming now, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. he's like he might be like two remove two people removed theoretically from Bobby when this if this thing goes through, which um, it will go through. Yes, yeah. Actually, there's a lot of legal analysts out there saying it, and the reason is they've provided a bunch of examples. This is what would be known as kind of like a vertical integration where they're not direct competitors with each yeah, other. It's, it's, it's not Microsoft like, buying Sony. No one's going to turn right, this down as monopoly. Right. It, it, it is a it is a, a first party acquiring someone who makes something for their existing platform. There's tons of examples of mergers like this where so far the FTC has been pretty much always fine with vertical integrations like this so oh, they love seemingly that will go through yeah. but this this is giving me bad flashbacks to the 90s man when microsoft was just acquisition happy and first being challenged for for monopolistic practices Let, mm. let's talk a little bit about the circumstances that uh, maybe uh, resulted in this happening so yeah first of all um, I think it was Bobby Kotick that is quoted as saying, like, this isn't about Microsoft trying to compete with Nintendo and Sony anymore. This is like Microsoft trying or Activision, I think he might have been framing it, like competing with the likes of Google. Like this this pretty much makes them this huge player that competes with like kind of all of the other people out there that are on the periphery of gaming that actually are making tons of money that we never talk about because we kind of really only focus on the core gaming system, content, right? Con- content and games we like. Because like, there's a there's a weird reality here. We're like, oh, what's Sony and Nintendo going to buy to to make sense of this? And like, Sony and Nintendo could never have afforded to make this purchase. Again, uh, actually, as company, see, Sony's well, never. Sony Sony right now may, uh, can can afford even less because their stock took a twenty billion dollar hit after <laughs> oh this news God. hit. Wow. I mean, this will that'll that'll bounce back. But, That's but obviously they the don't they don't have reacting. the revenue to make this kind of acquisition. And, and for the yeah. record, 
I look, not to interrupt you, Matt. Like my 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 dad contacted me about this. I don't think he's a big player in the stock market, but he watches Jim Cramer and shit, and he knew to dump Activision stock because it was toxic and poison. But Microsoft yeah. stock was going to do okay. But it, uh, he texted me about this. Like, what the fuck is going on? What is about to happen here? And like, I don't know if anything's about to happen. But like, if it was not for what was. If it was not for what was happening with Activision, they would never have been for sale in the first place. Hmm. Yeah, yes. Well, that's the thing is is what was happening with Activision, and you know what? It, it's a story we've all been following on this show, and like the, the reason we don't talk about it that much is like we there's no re- there was no resolution to it. It's like okay, yeah, Activision had a ton of controversy with harassment stuff and all that, but like it was always continuously playing out, and I was just like, there's no. There's no point where I can summarize this news because it seems to be happening every day. But here's the thing: like this is kind of the the payoff of all those stories is it it put Activision in a place where their stock had taken enough of a hit where they suddenly became a lot more affordable to someone like Microsoft. So they were th- able to. You think to this was just a sudden hostile takeover? You don't think this was no. like a deal that was in the works for a while? Well, from 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 the sound of it, no, it wasn't in the works for for a while. But like. Bobby Kotick kind of lost control in the midst of all these scandals. Mm, and yes. the company was point like li- again, you're a vid- you're a gamer. It was infected with poison. Poison. And really only has like it is running out of brands to like keep it afloat. And for for, for a certain aspect for gamers, this is good news. Because Activision sucks. And their acquisitions of companies have resulted in nothing but bad things. But uh, I meant to say this is how much they purchased Zenimax for seven billion. That, that's eight billion, what, I mean. I think, yeah, it was eight billion, and then like was it last week or two weeks ago? We were just talking about like the huge acquisition of Zynga, twelve billion, and, and that is like nothing compared this is, to this. This is this, this is eight, one of the bigger media acquisitions. I ever. tell my dad like, I, I know you're hearing this is major by Jim Cramer on CNBC, but like this really is exponentially bigger than any acquisition ever made in gaming. It's the biggest acquisition ever made in all to get back to your point though no this this definitely so okay so of course bobby is quoted as saying this deal has nothing to do with the controversies but the bloomberg report that is out there is saying no no microsoft looked at what was happening with activision and then started discussions i think it was like last fall or maybe around last christmas is when they're estimating it happened where it's one of those things they were like trying to figure out a deal over the holiday break so no that I think the stuff that was happening yes. definitely might have been it like... It looks like everybody but Bobby Kotick, like, let's dump this shit. And remember, Bobby, Bobby Kotick is fucking insane. Bobby Kotick is how old? Like, in his 60s? I think and, yeah, and, he, and he's And is a, is a young, yeah. multiple hundred millionaire and still wants to dominate the software market that he doesn't really understand or use or play or, or get. Well, if you saw his, his golden parachute, like, no matter what happens... If he cashes out, if he gets fired, it's like a two hundred. He's going to make two hundred fifty million more dollars almost mm. in any situation with this yes. deal. Yeah, but the idea that he hasn't retired now speaks to his character flaws, mm. not yeah. unlike a Zuckerberg or well, something like I, that. I, like, I, 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 I honestly don't enjoy your life. How anyone can get that rich and not retire? Like, why mm. do you want to keep acquiring wealth when you have so much already? You you don't you have could, to work ever because again. Because it, there's a point where it stops being about the money and starts being about the power. Yeah. these mm-hmm. are people that are there for, for right. power. And, and and the people and the people who are involved with Activision for the money said sell. 
the second yeah. Microsoft approach. There's no ups. There's no upswing to Activision at this point. Yeah, but o- also knowing some people who are fairly wealthy and keep working, it's that like, what else would I do? This is what I do. I want to keep doing. You would this. keep working. You would work for a charity. Yeah. You would make a. Mm-hmm. Thi- Bobby Kotick's not going to go home and make a game. He hates games. Yeah, but I, I have a feeling that if you asked him what he was going to, like, how much better can you eat? He'd say, I'd like to buy the future, Mr. Antista. Don't tell, don't tell anyone this. Next time you see anybody on this podcast sees Bobby Kotick, ask him what the best Call of Duty game is. And it, whatever he says... It's either going, he's not going to have an answer or it's going to be the best selling Call of Duty. He's, he's going to say, no I love idea. all Call of Duties equally. Uh, equally, they're all by children. So I, I love the kind of the, the stuff that comes out of the woodwork when this story hit because, like, one of, okay, so Bobby's definitely wasn't on board because one of the stories that came yes. out there that IGN was running, I think it was a, with a Wall Street Journal story, is like Bobby had floated the idea, I think to the board or internally at Activision, and this was a rumor, that he floated the idea of buying like Kotaku or PC Gamer, PC Gamer magazine to clean up the reputation for Activi- Activision Blizzard. Like, so all of the scandals going on, he's like, well, what if we bought a site and they were just positive about us? Like, you're not, how stupid do you have to be to think that will work? How, like, how what? Stu- cause even I was like, I was, I was like, whoa, that's so scary. And like, then I remember like, I know most of PC Gamer's editorial staff. They would all walk out and call Bobby Kotick out, their new owners out. They, they would ruin the entire organization. That would never happen. And, and, and Kotaku, of all people. Like Kotaku. Yeah, I know people there, too. <laughs> yeah. They would never well, do this like, shit. Remember when we worked at GamesRadar, and mm-hmm. GamesRadar started as an MSN portal. At no point was it in, like owned by Microsoft. It was operated in partnership with them briefly. I didn't uh, know this. <laughs> but when when we uh, when I started working there, like I would all the time see like remember Games Radar is owned by Microsoft. Anytime I said anything negative about a Sony game or a game oh, on I PlayStation, I do remember them saying that. And I didn't know why. It was always like remember they're owned by Microsoft. And then yeah, like I found out like oh I guess it used to be an MSN portal, but it hasn't been for a very long time. And but but just the rumor of that, the idea mm-hmm. that we were owned by Microsoft, like completely shot our credibility in these people's right. eyes. So imagine if they knew publicly, like, oh yeah, Kotaku's owned by Activision. Oh, they gave another Call of Duty a 10 out of 10. What a shocker. I'm only saying that it's a terrible idea and it's mm-hmm. sad, but the smaller the gaming <laughs> the gaming world gets, buying Kotaku would be quarters in the bucket of a Zynga, sure. Uh, oh yeah, Activision well, it's, purchase. it's not about could they do it. It's it's yeah, they, they could cost do them it. Nothing. But why? I mean, it why would, would you it do would that? tank the credibility of the outlet? It would lose them readers. But they could afford to do it in the same way they afford to cancel a Blizzard game. Like, um, mm-hmm. I'm what I was saying there is a canceled Blizzard game costs as much as Kotaku's three years of operating budget. I mean, I think a canceled Blizzard game probably costs way more than Kentucky. I would too. Yeah. I would too. Like it is po- so that's why I hated that article. And like, ah, oh, I didn't realize how fucking possible that is now. Well, because- but yeah. but also like remember that was like I think there's been an official statement from Activision saying that like, yeah, well, no, I'm- this was never seriously considered. It's just something like they didn't right. even su- agree it's that something it was something a madman said as his pants were on fire. But of course, and, also and, of course they're going to see that. And right? I'm implicating Kotaku as if that. as if they'd sell and work for this organization, which they wouldn't. I, I just hate that like 
this is a big story, but the focus always goes back to, okay, does this mean Bobby Kotick's going to lose his job? Like, that's all anyone yes. can talk about. And, like, and part of it's because, like, up until fairly recently, news stories have been coming out of, like, ways he kept trying to kind of cover up everything that had been happening at Activision yes. Blizzard. And it's just like... I'm not the smartest person in the world. Um, and I'm also pretty drunk for the first time in, like, three weeks of EGA. Hmm. But uh, Activision was... Uh, not only a target of the press, it was going to be the target of the government. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which like, yeah, well, it's still happening. And, and the, the, the best way to deflect that is like, new management is on the way. We have an acquisition in place. Please ignore all this. But like, you've heard stuff at other big companies, even Ubisoft, but like Activision was like a, in the, in the crosshairs of the California government. And yes. like selling yes. was a way to deflect that. And who else is going to buy them? Nintendo. And again, again, Nintendo doesn't have. I've never read about this before. The the cash in hand thing. Yeah, sixty eight point seven billion. Yeah, Nintendo and Sony could not have afforded to do this. Yeah, because they didn't. It wasn't like a merger where they bought them with a majority stock. Yeah, it was like no, we're just we're paying cash. We're paying a slight premium over your current market stock value to buy – just buy your shit outright. Well, it's like, also weird because Activision I think is somewhat older than Microsoft. Like they, they were like they are. the first uh, – First third party. Console. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, console, go, going console back, publishers in the market. Yeah, they were made up of uh, ex-Atari employees that yeah. were yeah. – creating like unlicensed games for the Atari 2600 and that was like one of the yeah. first big lawsuits in the industry. I just want to point out my, Michael Michael and our listeners now know more about Activision than Bobby Kotick ever. <laughs> yeah. Well that's the thing is yeah that that Activision ceased to exist a long time ago because oh, yeah, you sure. know when Bobby I don't know the full origin story. I worked there, by the way. Back mm-hmm. in the day, I worked on the Guitar Hero games. But, like, the origin story is basically, like, Bobby saved Activision. Like, he came in with a group of investors and bought the name and all the rights and, like, yeah, got them to be a going concern again, you know. But um, also, there's been a lot of terrible shit over the years, you know. A shrewd businessman and which – god damn it. I don't know when to talk in this conversation. Uh, I remember – I looked at the. Here's what Microsoft is buying: like Ravensoft and Beanox and Treyarch and yeah, Sledgehammer. Yeah, I have I have all the lists here. And it's like it's like second. these are all people who made wonderful, amazing games that yeah. Activision didn't give a fuck about. Well, well yeah, and, that's, and that's kind of the joke: is they've become the Call of Duty publisher. They've, they've they, they, they all are are satellite teams for Call of Duty. All this this wonderful Transformers team, James Bond team. Project Gotham teams have all been absorbed in this corporate behemoth. And, and like, I don't like capitalism, period. Let me just say that. Um, uh, but I don't like mergers and monopolies either. But this is a... At, the people in the publishing end are fucked. Fucked. But I yes, never really that, understood that's that. That's what I feel bad. Because I have friends on the publishing side, and it's like... You're right. That's where there's the most redundancies. Because Microsoft... I have lots of friends at Microsoft Publishing, too... They, you know, they have a lot of that. And, and granted, you'll get some teams to be like, well, yeah, we, we do need bigger team sizes to market this bigger slate of games or whatever it is, you know, because mostly mm-hmm. publishing in the game side is mostly marketing. And then there's some, you know, physical operations type stuff, but it's it's mostly that. And yeah, like you don't the, necessarily the, the need people who are, are more likely to keep making Tony Hawk games or keep making Guitar Hero games is Microsoft over Activision. Right. 
And, and that's kind of what I am excited about with this transition yeah. is like because the studios, I think, like the developers, the people making the games, I think largely will will come out fine, and Microsoft will figure out what to give them. And uh, well, let's let's go through what what they are going to get. Can I tell you the dumbest this. thing I have written on my on my list of the the craziest shit that could ever happen? Yeah. Well, actually, no. That that's going to be the question of the week. So save that one. Okay. Because I I want I want the fantasy bookings for question of the week. Okay. Um. But here's here's all of the brands that Microsoft could theoretically get with the acquisition. This is because what we also have to remember is like Activision, a big chunk of their business was licensed stuff for a while. So they don't actually own a lot of their yes. most popular games, yeah, but here's what they do. They're men in black games and Ghostbusters right. games. <laughs> well, Spider-Man. No one remembers. Yeah. I mean, but they don't remember the, up, the, the things I just mentioned. Like that's, that's in between call of duties, the things that weren't crash and Spyro remasters. So here, yeah, here's, here's what they own. Call of duty. Crash Bandicoot, and that was because of the Vivendi merger that I was there part of. Uh, Geometry Wars, theoretically, because again, that was Hell all yeah. associated. Guitar Hero, King's Quest, uh, I think oh, that was because of the Sierra merger. Right, yeah. uh, Pitfall, exclamation uh, mark, that was their original game, I believe. Space Quest, again, Sierra. Skylanders, Spyro the Dragon, Tony Hawk, and. <laughs> My favorite true crime, <laughs> just throw true crime in there. Um, but then on the Blizzard side, we we always forget there's also Blizzard. You got Warcraft, Starcraft, Overwatch, Hearthstone, Diablo, The Last Vikings. Which come on, there hasn't been a new Last Vikings game forever. I can't speak as much to the uh, Blizzard end, but they were in the same predicament as Activision, if, a yeah, languishing if, publisher. If consider them separate, languishing publisher with bad accusations, bad. Well, well, that's the thing, though. They, they, they used to operate largely separate, and in recent years, a lot of that stuff, my understanding from talking to folks in the industry, had sort of merged, and they kind of were running them publishing-wise as very... Similar are, are, are they the only MMO with a monthly charge at this point? Am I uh, no, Final Fantasy fourteen is. Oh yeah, all oh, right. <laughs> oh, and then and then also they get King, which remember, uh, Activision bought King several yeah, years ago. More than Star Wars. So that that was the Star Candy Wars, Crush people, Candy Crush. Double Witch Saga people. But on the studio side, here's what's here's what's interesting. So these are still the only going concern studios. They've closed down so many studios, and it's such a bummer. But here's who's still around. Like they've closed down fucking Radical, who yeah, made prototype. I was shocked I love to Radical. see the, the, so how how many studios are working on nothing but Call of Duty. So here it is: Beanox, Demonware, High Moon Studios, uh, Infinity Ward, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, and Treyarch. Uh, all of them, basically Call of Duty studios Support at teams. this point. Yeah, it's fucking weird. That's the exciting part to me is like Microsoft now can theoretically assign these people to either existing Microsoft IP, like you know Microsoft also owns all the rare stuff too, right? right. Um, they could. They own all the fucking. They own all the fucking. Uh, 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 why am I? I'm sorry, I'm drunk. Uh, Bethesda stuff. Yes. And, and, yes. and, and you, only, you only get like a, a Fallout game every nine years because it's hard to make. And like now, what if Beanox and fuck? These are all talented teams. Uh, Ravensoft working on a fucking Fallout game. Goddamn well, great. So, so real quick, we were talking about uh, a few weeks ago. We're like, hey, this is a big acquisition for gaming with the Zynga and Take Two thing. But like in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a big acquisition overall for media. This one actually does weigh in on the top of yeah. those. So, do you guys want to go through some of the bigger? Media acquisitions of, in history. Sure. Sure. So AT&T, 
buys Time Warmer, Time mm-hmm. Warner for how, how much do you guys think? Give me, give me a rough. It was like list. it was like it was thirty billion. I thought eighty five point four billion in twenty eighteen. Was, was I off? Was that a little off? A little I was off, off by uh, like forty billion. How much do you think Disney bought twenty? Well, twenty first century Fox for. Uh, forty billion. Seventy-one point three billion dollars. So this this isn't quite as high as seventy-one billion, but this is getting close to that acquisition. It is literally sixty-nine billion. I, the reason sixty-eight point seven. Baby, I just hate round the gaming up. press. I, I love uh, that no. people round up by three hundred million dollars. Yeah, I know. Like, yes. <laughs> it's not like, a what other industry error. could you do that in? Like, <laughs> uh, the Take Two Zynga thing, twelve point seven billion. Which we, I mean, God, what was it a week ago? We we're like, that's huge. Tencent bought Supercell for eight point six billion in twenty sixteen. Amazon bought MGM for the bargain price of eight point four five billion in twenty twenty one. Microsoft bought Zenimax, you know, Bethesda for eight billion back yeah. in twenty twenty. Seems Disney like bought, nothing now. Yeah, Disney bought Pixar for seven point four billion. Like Pixar. What the fuck. Like, I, I really feel like we could if we were the first people on Fig, we could have bought Pixar for fucking laser time. Uh, Activision, um, the King acquisition was five point nine billion back in twenty fifteen. Of course, Disney, the Marvel deal we talked about, four point two four billion. Lucasfilm, cheaper than that at four point oh five billion. Uh, Mo Yang, you know the the Minecraft people, mm-hmm. two point five billion. Microsoft is in, involved in so many of these deals, by the way. Right. <laughs> but this is this is up there with some with with the top three largest. You know, I think like, it's overvalued. Uh, uh, you uh, think the the Activision is overvalued? Yes. Yeah, I, I think the company is a Call of Duty company with Blizzard attached to it. Like they don't have any game IPs. That active game IPs that are worth a shit. I don't know how many years companies look to like make a return on their purchases. Like I, I don't think there is an. Well, exact again, figure. I don't. I don't think that's. It's about that because what? It's why. It's why the world sucks. It's why capitalism is awful. Is because what Microsoft just did is not a monopoly, but they did just change the game. They literally oh, sure. changed the game. Yeah, it's it, a like, it's, it's totally like a protective position against their competitors. But like, even if you're just yeah. thinking in terms of how much cash is Activision bringing in. I think the Call of Duty games still do north of a billion each we, we, year. On 302010, uh, 10 years ago, in a top 10, 2.5 of those games in the top 10 will be Call of Duty games, including the last year's yeah. Call of Duty. Well, yeah, every, every not, and that's year not, that's That hasn't case. changed that much. Yeah. The, the last year's Call of Duty will sell almost more than every new IP you like. I, I think the King stuff alone does several hundred million per year, like the mobile mm-hmm. side stuff. And then I think Blizzard, if... Even just through World of Warcraft with subscriptions, a ridiculous number of people still subscribed. World of Warcraft has fallen off, but it's it's still several million people paying but, but, ten bucks but, a month but, or whatever. But through right? IP per act, month, like it, it's that the thing you have, it's hard to think about, and it's hard for me to say because I'm drunk and I'm stupid. You don't need to mm-hmm. keep telling us that. <laughs> but um, we know they just ended GameStop. It's over. GameStop. GameStop, yes. Yeah, sorry, the, the re- I had to think about that for like ninety seconds. Uh, they did not end. Uh, game, like there is literally no reason to purchase physical games when a quarter of the physical games, like over a ha- over like thirty percent of the physical game revenue, is now included in Game Pass. Well, that's that's there it is. Game There's Pass. The magic term it's, Game Pass is like they are changing the way we buy games, and yes. they, they will change the way we play games. If you consider. Game Pass PC, you're probably going to get a World of Warcraft subscription as part of that, right? I might check back into World of Warcraft after all these years. That's what I want the most is please 
bring these these things to consoles. I love Diablo on uh, consoles. Yeah, I mean, so yes, I think you're right in that. Like in terms of the revenue, it will pay for itself in several years. But this is more about it's it ch- their position against everything. Sony and their position against Google. Sony Sony cannot afford any like ooh I love those memes I'm seeing of like a. Uh, Who's that black guy with a yellow behind a tree, like running his hands, like ooh, <laughs> yes. Ubisoft, EA, <laughs> like hand. like they, you, Sony can't afford those people. Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't even can't either. They're not even won. part of the discussion. They're not even yeah. competing in this way. Nintendo doesn't. So care so what's this. most like uh, my prediction? What's most likely to happen is a uh, Nintendo Sony merger uh, with within the next two years. They'll call three it years. Tony. <laughs> Look, I've already made this joke a thousand times. Don't fucking. I I don't know. I, I just think yeah, it, this is about Game Pass and like consider now the content. On, imagine getting Call of Duty every year as part of Game Pass. Like right, it's yeah. over. Like everyone's gonna want to yeah. do that. Right. The the imagine getting the best selling game of all time every year in Game Pass. Right. What does Nintendo have that can? Be, what is what is so Sony have to compete with that? Well, and, and Phil is just kind of like with the Bethesda stuff. He's sort of being a little cagey about, like, are you going to make all these games exclusive now? And he's like, ah, you know, we're playing it by ear, and it'll now, depend on the game. And I like- want to I go back on what I said before. I, I had said it would be idiocy to not sell Bethesda games on PlayStation and, and, and Nintendo platforms mm-hmm. uh, because they'd done that with my, uh, Minecraft. Yes. And other other properties they'd absorbed. And then Microsoft came out and said, like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Well, we're going to yeah, make with, with Starfield, at least, they, they confirm, yeah, Starfield, the big upcoming space well, they, they, RPG. Well, they said, it, it, you know, we bought, we bought ZeniMax to be exclusive to Microsoft platforms, and that's what we're going to do. So no yeah. more Elder Scrolls or Fallout on any other platforms. Why wouldn't they do that with Call of Duty or Warcraft? I don't know. Well, um, it'll... We should say all non-PC platforms because on PC, I think Microsoft still is like also putting stuff on Steam because they realize like they can't just convince people to just use the Xbox PC app or whatever. But like, yeah, at least on the console side, this no, might no. mean Call of Duty is no they, longer they, on PlayStation. They will. It will in one year. In one year. Yeah. Why Why else would they do this? And, well, and it's yeah. like it's not even like bad will. It's like buy a $200 console and the future they're looking towards is streaming gaming. So you don't even have to have... You don't have to buy a console. A console! I think, by the way, though, I think for the foreseeable future, they'll always still also sell a console to guys like us who... Like, we can tell the difference when we're playing a streaming version of a game versus one installed locally. And I was talking that to someone about that today. Like, I, I, the last couple streaming games I played, like, this is still dog shit. And I would never do yeah. this. Yeah, they'll, they'll like, sell that box to everyone who needs it like us and make their 500 bucks per box doing but, so. Uh, but infrastructure's improving. I'm like, in America, it's not. Yeah, it's really But not. it's just very slow. It'll be like 10 years. Hmm. Ten, if we're yeah. doing a podcast in 10 years, one, I will hire someone to kill me. Like, I don't want to <laughs> do that in 10 years. But, but, but also, in 10 years, like, yeah, gaming will all be streaming, and Microsoft will own fucking every IP that has been important throughout the last 30 years. I think Jeff Grubb on the Bombcast pointed out, he's like, they're kind of, they're shifting the paradigm just like Netflix shifted the paradigm where at first it would have seemed ludicrous to only stream your movies. Everyone went to movie theaters. But after a while, if you have enough content on yeah. that Game Pass subscription, 
right. will change the way you value games and it will change the yep. way you think about getting to your game content. Do you, do you not, listeners, feel weird about paying $60 for a product that was kind of always worth more than $60? <laughs> you do. And now you don't... You, it's this is going to be so strange, yeah. And, and like, I, no one, no one can predict the ramifications just yet. And I think Microsoft is thinking has smart people who are way smarter than me thinking way further because we're a ways off of streaming games. We're so far, dude. I have fiber here. Our call has fucked up. During, <laughs> right, right. <I laughs> like, know. like, there's no way gaming is going to be stably played. But Microsoft is, they are positioning themselves so that when that does inevitably become the future, they're ready for it. Just like another buzzword. Okay, I hate the buzzword, and I hate that everyone's using it, but I kind of love it the way it was used in this announcement. So this was described by the Microsoft CEO as like, yeah, this is our way of getting you know further into meta, into the meta universe. I wish it was dead. I wish it was dead again. If for me... If all meta means is like that's how they're going to refer to video games, then fucking fine. I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, right? I, I realized the other day it's like this is information superhighway or cyberspace mm-hmm. again. And mm-hmm. Now it's metaverse. Like, what does that mean? Well, Michael and I even had a theory where like this is like Gen Xers being embarrassed to say they're into video games because mm-hmm. their boomer parents will somehow judge them. So this is the way they disguise the fact that, like, no, we're making billions of, mo- of dollars off of video games. Yeah. You know, they're, they're calling it meta. Mm-hmm. Like, Metaverse. Fine. It's like video games, but with boring meetings in Walmart. <laughs> uh, there's no way to block the sale because it doesn't look like a monopoly according to what the monopoly laws are. Well, it's not because we're talking about their biggest competitor, Sony. But, right? but it is because, like... The next move that should happen is that Sony or Nintendo should buy EA or Ubisoft, which they can't afford to, and they won't. Actually, one of the things I was I was looking at was the uh, market cap of a lot of these companies that are out it's there. Fucking weird. And there are some that are a price you're like that is an amazing discount. It's <laughs> like to, to look at like, wow, Sony's only worth that much. Well, like, I mean, I even it, talking like Capcom. You know, yeah. when you look, you know, or God. Konami. Someone, someone buy okay, Konami. Do something. You, you've with all their been library. inside these companies. They're just little tiny holes throughout the country made of people. It, it's just it, they're not. Most gamers think of these things as like, oh, these super strong monoliths. These can all crumble with a bad acquisition. Um, and and that's I don't know. That's the thing I'm really scared about because Microsoft just changed the fucking game, and there's nothing else that compares because. Activision was in such a precarious place and was so money motivated and, and, and it has been so money. The idea that Activision is just like we remaster Crash Spyro and make Call of Duty games is pathetic. And But that's what they've made themselves. Well, th- and one of the reasons we were talking about like that they were in a precarious position, and it's weird to say Activision, a company that is making billions of dollars a year, was because they had kind of pigeonholed themselves into just being the Call of Duty company. Like, no, that's no, all to just put to, out. to just being the company that makes headlines with how much games they have sold, which is not really how like any other game service works. Even Sony, like, we're gonna make a Shadow of the Colossus, like get pe- get gamers excited, talk about it for years. And then sell. Eh, maybe it doesn't sell, but people talk about it for years afterwards. Mm-hmm. Activision was never in that business. They were in the most cynical business that has ever existed. Big Buck Hunter, 
Men in Black has a new movie out. We'll make a terrible it'll, game it'll, that'll disappear. This game will make a billion dollars. No one will talk about it in five minutes. Right, well, and, and like, even their their biggest, even their most creative part of the company, Blizzard, like they were in the business of perfecting stuff and making making like existing gaming tropes like digestible by the mass audiences, right? So they weren't even like doing experimental shit out there. It's like no, no, we're just taking right. a formula and and imp- and refining it and improving upon it and giving you right. here's World of in Warcraft, a professional the best way with version professional people. Yeah, so I um. That that's one of the parts that does excite me though is like okay cool so now Blizzard I feel like Microsoft or at least Microsoft under Phil they've been really good about like kind of respecting the history of games and and gaming brands and and I think Phil does kind of geek out and have a love for like 90s Blizzard no, or early no, so 2000s do, Blizzard you and, know and the model here that like a $60 model doesn't have to make up the price of making your game Yep. Like maybe you're moving our platform. Maybe you're moving yep. Game Pass. Yeah, now, now, yeah. Now these things can do two things. Well, because because mm-hmm. is anyone going to spend sixty bucks on a StarCraft nowadays? You know, like you would feel stupid. Doesn't even matter if, you, if it's on Game Pass, right? Doesn't matter yeah, whatsoever. You would, you would feel dumb, like like paying sixty. You would have to be uh, uh, what would you call it? One of those guys who won't move during a hurricane. Hmm. Like uh, I'm not going to leave. I'm not. Yes, there you go, <laughs> a Floridian. Uh, like I'm not going to leave. I know what's good for me. I'm not paying. I'm not paying for Game Pass. I'm paying sixty dollars per every game, so I know what I have. Like no one's ever going to say that, and 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 Sony is not in a position to respond. But also, Microsoft's not in a position to do anything else for the entire year. They blew all of their cash on this thing. Well, but do they need to? I mean, this is the big enough story. I don't know if they need to, but I think Nintendo and Sony sort of need to respond. Well, so like Sony, I think, is the biggest gaming company, quote unquote, in the world still technically. They've moved more consoles. I mean, mean, it's still. It might be Tencent. It's still like Sony's still a, a global consumer electronics giant. Are we discounting that when we keep saying hey, they couldn't it, afford no, this? No, no, no. Yeah, right. Like, remember, the, the people who made this purchase, Microsoft have sold less consoles than mm. all of their competition. Sony and Nintendo sell more consoles than Nintendo. But Microsoft seems to be saying, we're not in the console business anymore. Not as much, no. Microsoft so has never really been in the hardware business. Yeah. Period. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah, they were a but software... But they have They made great it's hardware. It's their name. Microsoft. <laughs> It's not micro hard. Yeah. That'd be I thought weird. they were talking about my cock on a regular basis after <laughs> well, that, 40. that was the joke in the 80s and 90s. Like, what? Uh, why did Bill Gates' wife divorce him? Because she found out why he calls his company Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I can't, ima- <laughs> can't imagine anyone... There- you know what? Here, I'm going to bring up a fra- uh, 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 two words that have never been said before in the world. You okay. ready? Mm-hmm. Activision fans. <laughs> Those have never existed. Maybe, Those have never existed in the world. You'll hear from some 80s. of them now. <laughs> oh, I love Pitfall and Blur yeah. and, and Crash. And I, oh, that Men in Black game is way better than you're giving it credit for. But they don't exist. But like, uh, in terms of the properties that Microsoft can now redevelop, and uh, it's going to be a better time for that. Like a Tony Hawk game every two years, a Guitar Hero game every three years. Hmm. Um, we can do that again, and but, will but Activision was so cynical; it killed those brands so fast. Yeah, it, 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 it took, killed okay. everything that was ever popular about that it. That Tony Hawk remake was amazing, 
and it so took good. that studio vicarious visions and was like thank you very much um we're absorbing you you're gonna go work on other shit now like what like that game was the proving ground that like people want more yeah. good tony hawk and they just bobby Kotick is out and the practice of activision are over and if you liked anything they ever published like dude we get a, a blur project gotham racing game activision made the best racing games i know you two don't care about that i do but they, I love racing they made they made the best racing games of the last two generations, and they've been abandoned. All of those companies have been d- dissolved. Oh, but even and, Bizarre Creations? Yeah, Bizarre, and uh, yeah, they made Blur too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they, they've been dissolved, and like, who knows? Well, Activision, so as someone who worked there, like, what they're in the business of, and I think sometimes it's hard for us to wrap our heads around, just as like everyday Joe Schmoes were like, hey, as long as a company's profitable, they should be allowed to run, right? And it's like, no, no, Activision's thinking is like, with the same resources, we could either devote to like these smaller games and make $10 million profit per smaller game. But with the same resources, I can put them on our big thing and they will generate an additional $300 million for my company. That's what they Cancel will always Ghostbusters. Choose. I don't care if we have Bill Murray in his only game ever. Right. And, and, and the thing is, like, I get it as business. Like, that's what capitalism demands and stuff like that. But... There's something to be said about sometimes you do take the small bets, and I will always give Ubisoft it, credit for dude, this. Even because even Miramax. you need innovation, like what you're funding there is innovation that will eventually go into the big stuff. And if you even only focus Weinstein on the big companies stuff, did not function as cynically as Activision, hmm. like it would bet on small things and like weird directors and like it would it would bet on and Activision gave up on that entirely. Yeah. We are a Call of Duty company. We make big buck hunter Call of Duty. And we're not allowed to talk to uh, to Blizzard, but now that is dissolved. Like Blizzard is kind of a company that's that's not not something I could speak on on very good authority on. But like Blizzard has not behaved like a company in the normal universe for the last twenty years. They're going to have to. Well, the thing is, so I worked with Blizzard when I was at Vivendi because Vivendi owned mm-hmm. them, right? But they were always right. very autonomous. They were like, "We do right. our thing. We're going to use, a, you That's know, over. some. Of, we're going to use some of the op stuff from Vivendi, you know, get us in stores and stuff like that." It's not only over; like they are the bridge between PC and console that Xbox has always wanted. Mm. And the idea that you don't develop a StarCraft and Warcraft for consoles. Fuck you. Every one of you are gone. Who says that's not possible? Mm. And the, the, the fucking people at Blizzard are already gone. They're already left. They've already retired. That's the thing. A lot a lot of those, the creative forces, are gone from Blizzard. I'm so drunk. what even is Blizzard anymore? You know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, that's all the news that's fit to play. All right. Uh, moving on to the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question is of the week, as you might remember, was... Do you like to gamify fitness or keep working out and gaming separate? Uh, first answer on VigiGamePocalypse.com was a man riding a woman riding a motorbike who says, I don't mind fitnessifying my gaming, but I don't like gamifying my fitness. I'll accept any invitation to play DDR. I've always wanted to play Wii Fitness. I'd take any chance to try out Beat Saber. And I might pick up Ring Fit Adventure after listening to this episode. But those fucking fascists disguised as an insurance company force us to use this Big Brother app if we want to get reasonable rates. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'd mind the app so much if, one, it worked, and two, if it didn't try to hide its bullshit behind gamified bars and an unrelenting Stepford cheeriness. 
For a deliberate exercise, I prefer to just go bouldering until I can't climb anymore, and I don't need a damn digital babysitter to motivate me. Hmm. Is is bouldering a known thing? Like I just loved the con- I just love that like word climbing over boulders. I, my assumption was that yes, it's rock climbing over boulders, but I, I'd never heard anyone refer to it as bouldering. Neither. I tried to keep up with a girl I was trying to date who was bold climbing rocks. She never said that, so I don't even know if it's a real thing. Or like, I like it though. I like it because it just implies instead of like you know when I think rock climbing, I think of like climbing a big rock face, but bouldering is just like yeah, like I'm I just picture people like scrambling over boulder after boulder, <laughs> or just you know climbing up like a ten foot boulder and like yeah, I'm done for the day. I have yeah, no fuck idea. yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah. I bouldered. I bouldered nine times today. <laughs> on the, on their way back down, they kick Sisyphus and go ah, back at it again, eh, old boy, or something like that. I don't know. That's the thing I heard about before Star Wars comparisons. Yeah, man, if bouldering was pushing a rock up a hill, holy shit, that would be badass. Hell yeah, that would, that would be amazing, and a bunch of annoying people would be gone. Yeah, and people opening like gyms, <laughs> like yeah, bouldering gym. One must imagine Sisyphus happy. Yeah. My last three three brothers died of bouldering, but you know whatever. It's still you know good cardio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giant Short Stacks says over the course of the pandemic, I've lost thirty pounds of fat. Congratulations, and gained around ten pounds of muscle using grip grip plates for isolated resistance exercises and Fitlib's Tabata timer to do rounds of twenty two seconds on and eleven seconds off. I figured the extra three seconds is because nobody goes from push-ups into their ragdoll animation slamming into the floor immediately to rest. That's true. You need that extra second to stand up and put down any 45 plates you might be holding. Humble brag. Anyway, it's been a great I know. I, tool. I tend to go into ragdoll animation after my work. <laughs> anyway, it's been a great tool for progressive overload as I've gone from tw- 12 rounds to 124, slowly adding one or two more every week. That's, that's very impressive for Tabata. Uh, the only weird thing is that it offers a a lot of sound options such as alpine clock fight bell and something called english man <laughs> however no matter what you select it always ends every workout with a crowd cheering and then the sound of a large wildcat growl i don't know what cobra kai member just demanded that every session ends with an animated overlay of claw marks but it gets results and uh michael hopefully you see the link here all i can think of when he says the english man voice is this fuck that sky high <laughs> Just, oh, just oh, Matt I love toast so much. Toast. We're all obsessed with toast here, so <laughs> you should be too. I thought it was going to be yes, <laughs> yes. Toast yes. to Tinseltown on BBC Two. <laughs> I don't own a television, but I hear Breaking Bad is very good. <laughs> Shy guy Fieri says, "Hey, who? I don't. I, I didn't make up uh, that thing uh, about the Zelda game's title. Uh, NOA Senior. I don't know what he's talking about." But, uh, uh, we, we told him, he, he said they didn't name it because of the, it was spoilers. Remember the title? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, NOA Senior Product Marketing Manager Bill Trinan uh, is the one who said it, and I, I, I don't say things just to talk about sex stuff. <laughs> now, here's my answer to the question of the week, and also some sex stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do, uh, do I like to gamify fitness, I think fitness should be more gamified. I agree. Uh, Nintendo could make an exercise bike that plays... Mario Kart or F-Zero. So they could make a treadmill that, that doubles as Sonic the Hedgehog and Endless Runner. Capcom could make a VR fitness game with a lady... Oh, God, I have to pronounce her name. Domitresk. Dem- yeah, Domitresk that does uh, squats on your face. <laughs> Thanks for the possibilities. Also, vagina boob. <laughs> 
Sure. Uh, well, uh-huh. on the official yeah. Laser Time community on Facebook, Hunter Grant says, I agree with the sentiment that I like to gamify fitness to help set goals and track progress. I used Wii Fit Plus, the Wii U sequel, which had a pedometer component. Steps uphill, it knew your elevation somehow, were counted toward climbing landmarks, and you had a daily minimum calories to burn. And if my hill climbing weren't enough, it would give you exercises to do to top you off to hit the daily goal. Combined with diet, I managed to drop 80 pounds. I still don't use it, but because of the habits I made, I still work out and watch what I eat with set goals for activity each day. Nice. Congratulations. Good for you. It is. It's really good for you. Was that a, was that a Christian Bale impression? Was yes, that yeah, was a Christian good. Bale. Mm-hmm. With the you. talking to the lighting guy. Good for you. It's a really. I can't do it. It's really good. Uh, Ryan Carlos says, "Gamifying my fitness uh, routine helped me stick to it. Uh, to me, my progress doesn't feel real unless I can look back on the app. Uh, much like checking your achievements or trophies, dude. Wonderful." That's the best way anybody could put it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I started with a, a Fitbit and later upgraded to an Apple Watch. As for games, I never really relied on them for workouts. Uh, I was an avid DDR player, and like Chris, hey, um, even uh, every Beat Saber DLC. Uh, though I burn some calories here and there, I don't really count on them for my main form of exercise. Ooh. Uh, speaking of fitness... I listened to last week's episode while running my first full marathon. Wow, congrats. Uh, uh, thanks for keeping my spirits up during those first 10 miles. Um, Boy, congrats. Love you, Ryan. Our listeners really making me feel like a lazy piece of shit this episode. Yeah, I know. I, know, I, know. I, didn't know, I didn't know all of them would be like, yeah, I work out way more than you do. <laughs> Good for well, you. Well, any of them I probably like work out more than I do, which is never. Sure. Uh, I, again, my, my the first time I told Michael I went on a hike, he looked at me and said, why? <laughs> that is not a, that is not apocryphal that actually happened. He I'm said, sure why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mark Jones says, within the last year, I've used Ring Fit Adventure and Fitness Boxing 2 to help with my fitness goals. I was 275 pounds and a pre-diabetic at the end of 2020. I was wary about combining gaming and fitness, but as the pandemic raged on, I didn't even want to touch a gym. Thanks to those games, along with changes to my diet and other changes, I was able to be down by 60 pounds and be off pre-diabetic medication by the end of 2021. Good for Nice. Well done. I'm still using those games, mainly because I still haven't reached my main target. I'm hoping to lose another 25 pounds before June. But also, they're still effective after upping the intensity, and they're a good challenge. I definitely recommend those games if you're trying to stay motivated while working on your fitness goals. Nice. Uh, from Fitness Time, the Laser Time's fitness-focused uh, sub-community, Matthew Charles Manducci says, Okay, I chose this comment because this is the real reason I can't really do it. I find playing a fitness game more time-consuming than just working out. you got to strap in, navigate menus, and that ring never shuts up. It adds time to your workout where you're not working out. That being said, I wanted to beat Ring Fit, and that kept me motivated. Drago ain't that bad after all. He's absolutely right. Like, a lot of the time the game and the menu shit gets in the way. Like sometimes mm. you just want to fucking work out and it's like, I don't need the tutorial before I do this. Just let me keep working yeah. out. Like that's the best thing about ring fit. Like it really does let you just jump into your shit. Mm. Uh, mm. Once you under, once you understand how to, how to use it. 
We also have a video response from Worth Nintendo who says, Ooh. "Hi there, um, Video Gamer Pockets boys, uh, Daniel um, <clears throat> here, uh, Worth Nintendo." Um, so, question, uh, uh, answer to the question of the week. Um, yeah, look, I do like gamification and exercise, and my, um, you know, just actually a lot of things in life. So, a bit of backstory. I'll try and get this short, but yeah, you know, um, so as a kid, I was diagnosed ADHD. Let that slip for a lot of years in my later life, and then in the last two years, I got re um, reevaluated, retested. Oh wait, I still have it. Um, that explains a lot of the shit that's gone wrong in my life, and, and just why I'm not where I feel I should be. Um, so, also another thing I did uh, two years ago is I started actually working out and um, exercising. Went from 180 kilos to 140. Um, still got a little bit more to go, but you know it's it's been great. It's actually exercising and going to the gym and doing all this stuff to just sort of better myself. Um, and a big part of what I find helps with that is, yeah, the stuff like gamification, you know, the like the Fitbit, just seeing how much weight I've lost during the day, or sorry, how much calories I've burned, or, or how much steps I've taken, and then sort of challenging myself to be better than that the next day. Or like, you know, my um, I got this thing that's called MyZone, um, it's a heart rate monitor, um, measures my output and all that stuff, and it connects to a, um, the computer at the gym, and then that shows how I'm doing. And it's, you know, a bit of, you know, satisfaction seeing myself above anyone else and so I would jokingly say to the guy running the gym I'm like, look I play video games give me a high score give me a challenge I'm going to try and, and be better than, than everyone else um, and look just with ADHD in general gamification helps with a lot of things because it just sort of gives that little bit of a dopamine kick that makes you want to push yourself harder or make things a little bit more engaging um, like games like Ring Fit I really find help the only problem I have with that is you know squats and my knees sort of hit a roadblock of that I hopefully want to get back into that one day but, or, you know, Pokemon Go um, helped help me originally get out to do a lot more walking. Um, I, I'm always looking for apps that will help with not just exercise, but, you know, learning new things. And it's just, especially from the ADHD mind, that little dopamine hit, you say, oh, achievement unlocked, you've done this, you've done better than yesterday. I find those things are great. And, um, you know, I wish more games would, would, would have, or just more things in life in general would be gamified just to sort of help people like me, or I guess everyone to sort of, you know, reach their goals and all that. Uh, again, sorry this has gone on a bit long, um, but it's something that's sort of, you know, dear to me, I guess, moment. Um, keep up the good work and um, take care of yourselves. I I, I get you. it a billion percent. Like, I don't know if Michael remembers the office discovering Foursquare. Hmm. Where yeah, I think I was the in. only one who wasn't in on that. Where I, you would check in, you could be the king of a certain... Uh, partly because yeah. I didn't uh, have a smartphone yet. Uh, you you did, you just also like drove very far into work and didn't hmm. care to... There was that, yeah. Now, there's also the tinfoil hats he wears, he mm. thinks the government's constantly tracking now, him. Now, it's <laughs> embarrassing. I mean, there was, there was like a, a big thing about like claiming our office, which there were like 200 people in. Like, uh... I, if I check in every day, the more you check in, the more you become the king. And, but I remember at the time that like made, I, I remember telling Charlie, for instance, who people on the show might know and remember, um, it incentivized me to go to other places throughout the week, even though like you don't win anything, but like, ah, I'm checking into like the goddamn dairy queen on the, on the side of the highway or the, uh, uh, but you would earn, we would earn more points than one another, and it gamified like leaving our homes, which is important. How important is that now? <laughs> uh, not saying that's the best, but like um, I've already bought tickets for Jackass Forever, and I cannot wait to absorb the 
uh, moisture molecules of a bunch of assholes. Hmm. Yeah, who are not so, sounds like a jackass day. stunt going to the movies during the pandemic. Yeah, that's I, I was really about to say the exact same thing. Like it, it's <laughs> it, it's every jackass movie I've been in on day one is the best comedy experience I've ever been in, and they're not sponsoring us. Uh, I love Jackass so much. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I will. I, I will go get a COVID test. I triple vaxxed. I will go get a COVID test after Jackass and laugh my ass off. I nice. Can't wait. Hmm. Uh, All right. New question of the week. Uh, with Microsoft ah. buying Activision, what are some dream projects that might come from this? For example, a Crash and Spyro crossover with Rare IP. Or 343 working on Call of Duty, uh, some other defunct IP being revived by one of the studios Microsoft will own. I mean, that, that's the exciting thing, right? Because Microsoft has been playing along with Smash, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. willing to put their people in Smash, and uh, Sony has been... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure there's people at the company who love the idea of doing that, and there's one or two old people who tell them to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but my, the thing I'm predicting here, um, if I haven't been yelling that enough, uh, Microsoft, or sorry, Activision was a bad dead company in terms of investing or buying them unless you are Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo could not afford to do that. So whatever happens going forward, uh, there will need to be a response. And I think. In the next five years, the only response will be Sony and Nintendo merging. Mm. That's mm. it. That that's my prediction because uh, uh, they they can't afford to buy Ubisoft. They can't afford to buy EA. Nintendo has never acquired companies as part of its development strategy. So it's a great think, prediction, um, but it's yeah. not the question of the week. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> but it is. No, it really isn't. The question it of the week is, is Microsoft and Activision. You told Microsoft me to save it for here. It's like you want to see asshole. you want to see a fucking crash in a Banjo Kazooie game. That's the question. Yes, it's it's now that Microsoft owns everything Activision. You fucking cunts. think of everything oh Microsoft already owns in Activision, and what's your dream scenario out of that? Um. Uh, here's my question now. Pass. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will throw out the one I I threw on uh, threw out on Twitter. I rare just is sort of sitting there. I know they're working Mm -hmm. on Sea of Thieves and all that, but like you got rare is your best case opportunity. Best case scenario of what happens. You got Spyro the Dragon, and those are already sort of rare like games. Like do a true rare Spyro the Dragon game. Mm -hmm. Just to test the waters. You know, get going Game Pass. It doesn't need to sell millions of the units. Hook? Like, wow, the hook? wow. I mean, honestly, I I think I think this is going to be like Disney buying Lucasfilm and Marvel. I think these IP are going to sit in their own silos and mm-hmm. be managed by their proprietary developers. Realistically, that said, I would like to see Sledgehammer do a perfect dark game. Sure. Yes. I'm not going to give an extra, uh, an additional answer, but as a big Disney fan who, in everyone they acquired, um, I think Disney acquired so much they should sell it off. Hmm. Uh, if I've not said that on another podcast, like sell the Muppets back to the Muppets creators. You don't use them. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you fucking doing? And uh, it always irritates. Owning the Muppets. Like, maybe Microsoft will buy the Muppets, and then you could have. Master Chief with the Muppets in a Halo game. 
All right. Yeah. Now we've made it the worst question of the week. Um, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> or get fucking Sledgehammer working on uh, Halo. That'd be pretty cool. Yes. I mean, that shit would be amazing. Like the Call of Duty people working on the Halo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Uh, like that should be the question of the week. What would you prefer? The Halo people working on Call of Duty or the Call of Duty people working on Halo? Clearly the second one. Yeah. I, I mean, let's of. let's be honest here. I know. I know. <laughs> like, Infinite I, I, was good. I know. But, I know. Uh, I don't want to hear anyone say stay frosty, APC is online mm. ever again. I just don't. Well, I mean, if, if Halo Infinite really is supposed to be this big platform that, you know, has, supports a lot of different Halo experiences, there's room for additional modes that, yeah, like a, a Raven software could come in and work on or a Sledgehammer could come in and work mm. on. So I could see that. I could see yeah, it being... I, I was talking to somebody about uh, loving the idea of, like, um, I only like Call of Duty Zombies. I really don't like the multiplayer or uh, single player and what if Microsoft here's zombies in the multiplayer for free do you want to play the single player yeah 10 bucks it's, it's by the way they're called the flood and it's already in the halo universe and sure yeah. like instead yeah. of call of duty zombies it's halo flood mode yeah 10 bucks yeah. like uh but I just want Raven to come in and say I have a crush on every dismemberment and add it to all of the Microsoft's games okay. including yeah. the ones by rare well, okay, here's the thing. Raven Software worked on one of my favorite Wolfenstein games, the one that nobody yeah. played. Mm-hmm. That could happen again now because Microsoft yes. owns yeah. Wolfenstein. That's true. Activision, Activision will never revisit its dormant franchise acquisitions. Microsoft will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's again, the point I of think, the question. I think capitalism is, is evil and awful for everyone, um, but like this benefits gamers. It does. Yeah. All right. For the most part. Hmm. But unless you're a Sony Nintendo fanboy, because you're fucked, they won't be able to play in this field anymore. Sony, yeah. Sony will be fine. Yeah, they'll be. Fine. I mean, I, I swear they'll merge. They have to merge because because like, I don't want to go too crazy on it. Um, this uh, capitalism is a Western philosophy, and that's why this acquisition stuff is taking place in America and Europe, and not in Japan. Japan does not swallow up companies. They contract other companies. I see Sony um, buying Capcom before they before they merge with Nintendo. Sony, they've already Sony, been flirting like, with Capcom. If with you the look Street at the Sony stuff. purchases, that are, they're very utilitarian. Like we want this technology, or we want this franchise uh, that that's already Sony. They associated. already paid to make a Street Fighter game. They might as well buy Capcom did, at right. this point. Right, right, but but that's what I'm saying. I think the Japanese companies will have to team together, uh, not to delight michael too much but like the uh uh remember when like vince mcmahon came around buying everything uh in the 80s the wrestling companies will have to team up together to defeat vince mcmahon and lose and that will be sony and nintendo i mean this was a narrative going back to the 90s i remember like people online being like hey but you know aol and netscape and nintendo and all these other companies are going to join forces and beat up microsoft and like oh yeah finally and apple and and yeah and nintendo did i say nintendo and sega and yeah (laughs) it was bullshit then and it's bullshit now I'm telling you, though, Microsoft is playing a different game than both those, those companies, and those companies can't afford to do what Microsoft just no, did. No, they don't need to either, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Like, Nintendo will. is always going to be Nintendo. They they're, are going to be the crazy yeah. fucking toy makers, and they know. will revert to I that know, if man. the bottom falls out of their, their video I, game I, market. 
There's nothing as a, as an old man. There's nothing I'd love more than for everything to stay the same. But I don't know. I to don't be honest, so. I mean, if it resulted in like, let's just say, yes, yeah, Sony buys a Capcom and or a Sega, and like it to have like a more Japanese console with the PlayStation, and then you have kind of the more Western console with Xbox. I already own both, so I will see the best of both worlds, oh, and no, that no. excites like, me. You know. There's no way to lose as a gamer here. But there's no way Nintendo and Sony merge, by the way. There's no fucking way. Like, <laughs> Nintendo has a totally different even console model than the other one. Nintendo's just going to do their own weird thing and be Nintendo over here. And that's fine. I promise you, Sony and Nintendo will have to merge to compete with Microsoft within the next five years. Mm. For sure. For sure. And, and, and the only deals they make are with Japanese companies because that's how they work. Um, having worked at a Japanese company, they will—they don't like working with Western companies. So it'll be—it it will be a really weird um, Western versus uh, Eastern philosophy in gaming, and that—that that will be the new console wars. Be, be, or like, yeah, so, so Sony could buy Square and then also have right. access to Square's Western development studios and stuff as well. Sony, right? yeah, yeah. That, like, I would be shocked if if Square's the biggest Japanese developer over here in terms of like offices and people um yeah 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 yeah. this is this is all going to happen i could again i could also see that happening because the final fantasy exclusivity with playstation and stuff they're already sort of in bed with them like i wouldn't talk about this but this is the biggest gaming news in in our the history of our show it just is it's big it's a big one it's a big one and uh, uh i do believe there needs to be a response to the biggest news in history. And it'll take a while because it does in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Total um, conservative no one wants companies to shake up. doing conservative shit. That's. Yep. Yeah. No one wants to, sh- to, to shake up $60 games. Uh, but that's almost over now. Here it is. Uh, let me let me trumpet that for you. $60 game is dead. Oh, yeah. Because they're $70 now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they have been for a while. <laughs> for but for the record, they just purchased this seventy dollar games people. Uh-huh. For real, yeah. Nintendo doesn't do that, no. And and Ubisoft doesn't do that, no. Like they just purchased the seventy dollar game people, mm-hmm. stopping them. Sony well, Sony's also, also does that. Sony's <laughs> also the seventy dollar game people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Sony and Activision yeah, but, mostly. That's yeah, that's just over very by the way. On. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, what are dream projects that you would like to see come out of the Microsoft Activision acquisition? Uh, is it going to be uh, fucking Steve from Minecraft in Warcraft something? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm short of ideas. in Minecraft. It's very late. Job's done. Let us know. Go to videogamepocalypse.com. Answer in the comments for episode 455. Alternately, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or you can ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the best questions out loud next week. Uh, also, if you want to debate Nintendo and Sony merging with Chris, uh, email no! Christopher Antista no! at geocities.com. And no, uh, don't, don't he will not me. respond. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> also, I no. Also, we are running a contest with this question what? of the week. I want to see who's listening this late in the show. Your patience is about to be rewarded, especially if you are a Brawlhalla player. 
Because we got a very Ooh. nice message over the holidays from Emmanuel Favela, a listener who works on Brawlhalla. And he hooked us up with 18 skins to, for, to use in the game. We have 18 codes. I'm not sure what they are. They're probably cool. If you want one, uh, just add a hashtag. Um, what do we want? Skin in the game. That's terrible. <laughs> hashtag Brawlhalla. <laughs> That's the next Leisure yeah. Suit Larry type. Yeah. <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry. That's, that's after game. Wet Dreams uh, Dry twice. I told Michael when this started, like, let's leave a lot of skins left over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hashtag Brawlhalla. Put, put, ha- uh, it doesn't, doesn't matter what platform you're answering on. Hashtag Brawlhalla will tell us that you heard this and that you are, you want to participate, you want to win this contest, your odds are very good. But if you really want to win, also hashtag slap me some skin. (laughs) Put both. Put both hashtags. Can I go home? Can I go? No! But I want you to argue about Because you got to plug. They have to get us your plugs. Okay, but seriously, hashtag Brawlhalla. Put it in your answer. Doesn't matter if it's in the comments on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, and, and like I said, your odds of getting a skin are very good. I, I am not angry. I, I, like, I just, I watched one of my favorite MSC episodes of, uh, uh, ever. If you've seen Amazing Colossal Man and they're like, he's growing, uh, radioactivity. He's like, what? Radioactivity? That can't make anybody do anything weird. And then like, Joel's like, are you done? Can I go? Quit talking to me. Like, I love He's my favorite character in movie history. Like, there's no way this is happening. Like, there's a comet heading towards Earth. Whatever. Shit happens all the time. Like, <laughs> are you... That's what I was doing. Okay. Uh, I don't actually hate what we're doing here. I see. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was doing I'm my rape purchase. What? What? <laughs> Ray bloody patch. Yes, it's uh, me, but... Toast. Ray fucking purchase. What? God, I love Toast so much. What? Um, <laughs> That's the Ray. Just, what, what are you doing here? Oh, grow up, Ray. Fuck <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> plugs, Chris. Our English plugs listeners should give us more. You want more Toast? Uh, Stephen Toast Impressions, uh, patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, new laser times this week uh, and next week and the week after that. Like, um, yeah, it's been a minute since we've updated that on a, that regular basis, but... Uh, and if you want a new Patreon exclusive show, uh, get toasted, then join oh! at the five hundred dollar per month level, and we will do that show for one month just for you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Spoiler I think we cast should do of, that show. Yeah, yeah, why not? If that's um, like the lowest effort model of podcast imaginable. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> no, I mean it's only three series, and then now the new ones. So yeah. like, we could easily do that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't have anything else to oh, plug. Oh, no, uh, talking about every episode show, I'll do that with any yeah. British show. Give it's me, it's give me, 18 shows, me. Plus, plus the news. Yeah, the news give it, like, let's do Faulty Towers next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Go increase your Patreon uh, support, and maybe we'll do that. Um, there's a lot of other cool stuff on the Patreon, so check it out, patreon.com slash laser time. Check me out on Twitter, at Matty C. Allen, M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N. All right. Uh, as always, you can visit us online at videogameapocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse for updates on when the show posts, and follow me personally at Wikiparas, that's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z, and I will occasionally say funny things. Uh, anyway, that's been a show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
have you never like spent hours like that's not the right fart noise? I yes, right fart noise. Yeah, and, and, and then like, I've I've like layered multiple fart noises, and it's like yes, yeah. now this is the right fart noise. 